Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centericebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. He's not going to play for us. There's just something about that last name is not going to make the NHL. It seems like a name that is not conducive to play in the NHL. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the most, the most shallow analysis ever. Talking about Tarasenko real quick. There's been talk about a giant chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that chip has gotten bigger now. Can his shoulder handle it, though? If that's really the question. Just to finally see that happen was, uh, I mean, that was one of the fantastic moments of, of my life when, when that final buzzer went in Boston and when I get to get down to the ice and I was able to hoist the Stanley Cup uh, when I was standing on the ice. That was a, a very, very special moment. You know, he would say to me after we'd have a, a beer, he'd say, well, Joe, he said, you really embarrassed yourself tonight. <laughs> that was Dan, and I said, uh, okay. We'll see what uh, what memories uh, Philip Grubauer has from round four. <laughs> Man, I want to punch that guy in the face. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan, and here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 10 of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, Jamaican jerk marinated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Special thanks to Rockin' That Idealife, I, idealife.com and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It's Wednesday, November 17th, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. This is franchise number 328 all time. To interact with the show, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us. You will find us. I'm Kurt Price, and my co-hosts for the big show are Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And tonight we're talking some uh, St. Louis Blues, uh, I guess they call it hockey. Um, guys, uh, the tone of the show, I think, has taken a gradual downturn as the season has went along. So, uh... <laughs> This should be well, made for an interesting show. Let's just uh, bring it right back up. Let's just not talk about the blues the whole show. You know, yeah, we'll what do you guys about... want to talk about? Uh, beer, current events, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. No, no, let's not talk about that. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. No, God, no. What about uh, Britney's free? Huh? Britney's free. Hey, yeah. How about that? Good for her. That's great. Yeah. Good for her. We're rooting for you, Brittany, and, and we're fuck team Brittany Jake Gyllenhaal, right? We're team Brittany on the show. <laughs> Are we team Taylor? Swift? Yeah. yeah I'm, team, I'm team Taylor. I am, I am not team Taylor Swift. Oh, I am. Not who, a fan. Who, who wouldn't want to date I hope, Who wouldn't, who wouldn't I hope, want to date her and then have a song written about her? I hope Jake right. Gyllenhaal doesn't Ooh. give the scarf back. Uh, that was one of the funnier things I saw on Twitter this week. Uh, Dion Warwick t- 
tweeting out. I hope that young man hears this and gives her her scarf back. Dion Warwick, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see that uh, on SNL they had uh, uh, the Dion Warwick show and they actually had Dion Warwick come on? Uh, it was actually pretty did funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the last I heard from her, she uh, she was doing some kind of psychic commercials back in the uh, what, late mm-hmm. 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that was, that was mm-hmm. a scam and a half. Shame on her. Uh, Puck Guy 14 over in the YouTube chat. We're going to go ahead and get to our first comment. You don't suck too much. You're not the Canucks. That's a great uh, point. Yeah, I mean, well, at least the Canucks are hanging with uh, Colorado this game. So far. Yeah. But, right. But come on, Eric. You know you're just super happy that we're next on the dock. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's yep. why he's listening because, oh, we're, we play right. them tomorrow. So what, <laughs> what, what are they going to talk about? Uh, we'll do, I, I mean, yeah, we, we, we should have had uh, Eric on his preview. Nice little, uh, it's super depressing. Yeah, well, and there is so much to talk about anyway, uh, if, we, if we want to get into things. Uh, but first off, the, but Honda Cup is Saturday. Looking forward to that. Yeah, first of all, uh, Chris Bray over in the Facebook chat says we should talk college football. Um, <laughs> well, I will just he, say I know nothing of college football. I literally... <laughs> Can maybe name you two Mizzou players and tell you maybe that their record they've won four games this year. I don't know. That's, well, I, that's like the extent of my knowledge. Chris is a Michigan fan, so Ooh. he's uh, yeah, one of those. Yeah, All right. I mean, I'm not. I don't. Uh, I've never. I'm not. I'm not a Michigan guy. Not not for college reasons. Just because you know Detroit's in Michigan, and um. Mm-hmm. I've yep. never. I mean, I cannot get on board with. Although, one on the the brewery tour in Michigan, uh, the Saga Talk area, and that was quite good. So I, I did. Although like I've that heard area. Traverse City is nice. Traverse, Traverse City. Traverse said, is it? You Traverse? said it wrong. You said you pronounced it wrong. It's it's Traverse City. No, wait, Traverse, Traverse, Traverse City. Is that that's, right or is that the that's wrong? How, way that's how that's how we said in the show. Way. Now that's, you see, you don't even okay. know. So Traverse is how I assume how it's said. I think that's how everyone says it, except for you. Jeff. It's one of those words that I have to like really like tell myself this is how you say it before I say it now. Because I didn't, like I said, for like 10, 12, 15 years, I've been saying it wrong and I had no idea. Um, <laughs> thank you, two guys, one cup for pointing that out. Um, you know, but I, uh, yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, Potter Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, gonna gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Kurt Price is uh, is playing, as is Jeff Ponder. He is. Um, Bill Day's gonna show up in his suit and tie, and uh, he's gonna coach one of the teams all night. So that'll be fun. Hey, yeah, he's Bill's a coach. Yeah, I I can almost get away with the um, um, uh, Letter Kenny coach, you know, with the the beard, um, just show up with. You know, uh, wearing uh, snow boots and carrying a trash can. <laughs> you got to share really uncomfortable personal stories the whole time. <laughs> About my dead wife, Barb. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Barb. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, Ponder Cup this Saturday. We got the uh, draft tomorrow night. Uh, so if you're not doing anything and you're interested in coming and hanging out and having some beers with some hockey guys, Westport Social. 
uh, seven o'clock will be out there. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Obviously watching the blues and sharks game as well uh, from there. So come join us, have a beer with us, but uh, it's more important. You show up to the actual ponder cup that is on Saturday at Queenie park starts at 11, gets done about 11. Well, the tournament ends. Okay. No, it starts at 11 a.m. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have showed up at noon. All right. You're ready. I would have, I would have yeah. gotten there about 11 if I thought it started. Well, you would also you'll also be notified what time your first game is. So. Right, 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 right. I'll get you there before been... everything starts anyway. So Yeah. I, I don't care yeah, what team I'm on. I want to be on the team do. that plays first. I want to I want to play you first. You do want to be oh well there's a good chance you're on my team then if that's I wanna, the case. Because I, I wanna, always have to play first. I want to play first because I want to get out there and skate around a little longer. Uh I like being out there for the anthem. You know, it's very emotional. Uh, I want to kneel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, it's okay. So since we added a sixth team, which we did in the past, the last tournament, there's one schedule, and, and we all draft for the schedule too. Um, I got, I think, the worst schedule. There was literally at least, was it two games or three games? Three games between every single one of our games. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, that sucked because you can't get in a rhythm that way. So I got to mm. remember which team that is and make sure I don't get that one. But um, yeah, that was awful. I, um, I like that's I like, why that's why we lost. Yeah. <laughs> I like having one game in between. That's good. I like. I mean, uh, maybe maybe at one point have two games, but halfway through have two games in between, like halftime. Well, with six with six teams now that you are guaranteed to have at least two games in between. Uh, I think I think every game now. So. How- how late do you expect it to run? Oh, it'll uh, it'll be done about ne- well. It's scheduled to end at nine, but I would say let's plan on nine thirty, nine forty-five. Uh, that's when all the raffle items, the big ticket ones, will go after the championship game. So that's all the okay. jerseys that I've mentioned that we have: the Buchnevich jersey, the Pat Lafontaine Buffalo Sabers jersey, the Ryan O'Reilly Winter Classic jersey, uh, as well as we got a shit ton of Blues tickets too uh, that we're raffling off. So at the very least. Get there, buy some tickets, and uh, just hang out until the end of the championship game. And you might win yourself some awesome merchandise or some awesome blues tickets. Have a couple um, beers, have a soft pretzel. Enjoy. Yep. It. Oh, TJ's Pizza, which I love. Um, that is my favorite part. Is well, it's not my favorite part, but whenever I lose <laughs> or I win, which hasn't happened in a while, um, whenever I lose the tournament, I go get myself a TJ's Pizza. Very first thing. And it's oh, it's marvelous after playing in like five six games. What kind of uh, what kind of toppings they got there? On the, on the... Uh, I know they got bacon. That's the one I get. But they Just also bacon? got pepperoni, cheese. Mm. I think they have hamburger, but I could be wrong on that. Mm. So anyway, good time. Come on out if you can. Again, it's it's to benefit our friend Scott Kincaid, who is uh, was readmitted back into the hospital this week. He's uh, going through one more mm. round of chemo and hoping he can keep his count where it needs to be to where he can get his transplant shortly after. There's got to be a little grace period there. Um, so we're hoping for the best for him, and, and we're working on maybe even getting this streamed. So, um, yeah, we're we're putting up good money for this guy, and he's a, he's an excellent dude. If you ever played hockey in the St. Louis area, you might know him. Scott Kincaid, he's a goalie, usually takes part in these tournaments um so we're happy to help out and uh looking forward to to seeing all those uh excited faces to play some hockey on saturday joy wolf in the youtube chat or on the facebook chat sorry says uh let me know if you want to sit on the winning bench bill 
And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, I don't know everyone in this tournament as well as you do, Jeff, by any means, but uh, he's one of the better players, is he not, Mr. Wolf? No, no. Okay. No. I, 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 no, 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 I'm not even kidding. This guy's fucking terrible. Uh, he's <laughs> Captain Turnover. Uh, I, I, I didn't say he, that, Didn't his team win one year? Yeah, he's won twice, I think. Okay, okay. all right. So, uh, he's... so if you're asking if he's one of the better captains, I will say yes. And I'll also add, I'm just giving him shit. He's my usual line mate uh, on my Sunday team. So I play with him every week. So, I, of course, he's going to hear grief if he plays with me. But uh, Joey is a captain this year, so can't wait for Team Wolf to uh, to go 0-5 in this tournament. All right. Mm-hmm. Trash talking early. Trash talk has already begun, sir. Before the teams have already been picked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Big words. Confident, Ponder. Mm-hmm. Team confident. I say that as a team that went uh, winless in the last tournament. All right. Well, you know, nowhere to go but up. <laughs> that's right. Well, unless I, I could just stay the same, too. Right. That's, that's true. That's true. You could just status yeah. quo. Right. Which, you know. No. What's your That's not going to happen this time. Combined, combined record last two tournaments. Well, how did you guys do the tournament before? Oh, I have no idea. I think, the, let's see, I think two years ago, I'm pretty sure I took second. So I whatever that was. I think we that lost was, one game. That was when I was on your team. Second. Oh, that was a while ago. I took second twice. Three years ago. Okay. All right. I know. I took three... second with you because we went to the championship, and then yeah. I took second again in 2019. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Yep. Good stuff. Right. Saturday. I just know I'm coming out to win one of those jerseys. That's mm. all. There you go. Bill's and hey, spend. like I said, man, every every beer you drink, every piece of food you eat, even every soda you get, um, every breath well, you take, free re, free refills. Every but, bond you um, break. If you get a soda, money is going back to our cause of helping our friend Scott Kincaid. So just come every out, you make. spend a couple bucks, get some raffle tickets. It's all going to a good cause. Um, no, I'll be watching the, you. Got the police in my yeah. <laughs> I got the police in my head. I'll be watching you. Uh, official beers of episode number three hundred and twenty-eight. We've done three hundred and twenty-eight of these goddamn things. It's awesome. Three hundred twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, I think I've listened to a total of two. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, a few seasons we'll be up in five hundred. So uh, that's that's pretty that's exciting. Nuts. Yeah. That'd I'm not awesome. making another video. We'll have to wear pants for that show. Yeah, It'll be a you, cold day in hell. You can follow each of us on, on the uh, – if it is a cold day in hell, you should wear pants. Uh, you can follow us each uh, follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, my handle is at CPRICE12. Jeff says JPonder94. Bills is BillyBlueNote33. Uh, all of the handles end in numbers, which is the way you do it, I guess. Uh, Jeff, what is your beer this evening? I assume you have a beer. You always have a beer. I think I heard I you open it. Yeah. Yes, you probably did. Uh, so tonight oh. I am drinking some Oktoberfest from Schlafly, uh, a beer that's in uh, – it's hard to find right now, but uh, great stuff. Always love Oktoberfest from Schlafly. Probably my favorite Oktoberfest from the St. Louis breweries. And, of course, I'll add I'm drinking it out of my great Blarney Stone Cup, my favorite uh, watering, watering hole here in South County. Uh, I always call hole. it the official bar of Pat Maroon. Okay. All right. That's where uh, he goes whenever did, he wins the cup every year. Did you did you make it over to the Illinois side to buy any pumpkin beer? Because apparently pumpkin beer is sold out, out in St. Louis. I have, I have not been out there yet. Have you guys seen any in uh, your last re- recent visits? <clears throat> I didn't look, but 
I Bill, the yeah, last time you I, were out, you, you sent a picture. You had some. Yeah, that was that was a couple of weeks ago though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was able to I find any this in that this time. weekend. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Bill, what you got? I am rocking the sponsor tonight. Sweet. With what is perhaps the best hockey labeled beer can on the market. Uh, Center Ice Brewery Hop Shelf. It's, it's a great label. It's a lovely IPA, but it's it's an absolute gorgeous can. I mean, the, the artwork on this can is, is stellar. Uh, super props for that. Go out, find you some. Um, I picked mine up. Uh, Randall's on Jefferson. Um, I, you know, earlier tonight, they actually had um, Center Ice Beer School at mm-hmm. uh, the new uh, location, uh, Reed Low. In, Reed Low? Um, it... uh, Reed Low was there tonight. Was Reed Low out there tonight? Yeah, I, I know. I know. So. Kerber yeah. did a whiskey, uh, yeah. a whiskey school there yeah. last week. So yeah, they're bringing in a lot of blues blues folks to the uh, the one on Southwest on the Hill. That's so, cool. But yeah, support local. Buy local. Uh, I'm going local too. Uh, not a sponsor, but uh, it'd be cool if they were someday. Um, Forehands, the caramel coconut cookie stout, which is the uh, not a, a play on the Samoa's uh, cookies from the Girl Scouts. Uh, I this is from they they, I, they just released I, I or they're just about to release uh, this season's uh, version of the uh, their Girl Scout cookie stouts. So, uh, th- but this is from last year. So I found it in the um, fridge. Yeah, that. That just shows to go, you guys, that uh, we have uh, we are all drinking local beers, and none of them are from the same brewery. Just goes shows to go, yeah. Just shows to go, yeah. Breweries here in St. Louis, they are fine breweries in St. Louis. Uh, And uh, as uh, I think we we pretty much proved, um, much better than uh, in the San Jose area. Agree, hundred (laughs) percent. How dare they! (laughs) <laughs> uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, November 17th, 1988 and 96. Uh, this was a sad day in Blues history. Uh, 1988, Dan Kelly announced his final St. Louis Blues game with his son, John Kelly, uh, in the second period. Uh, this, but And I think that that's the tweet that was sent out. I think it's wrong. Uh, this was Dan Kelly's final road game. Uh, he announced one more home game, and that was it for him. Uh, and uh, 1996, Gus Kyle passed away on today's date also. I just want to point out that you are calling into question today in Blues history, STL Blues history. Well, uh, I'd say I'd say we need the uh, you, the, the gif of the kid uh, with, with the burn. Just <laughs> the falling kid. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I, 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 I know this because he shared a couple articles with his tweet, right? And in the article, it specifically says that on today's date, this was his last road game. And then he did one more home game. And then that was it. So I got it from the article he shared. So I, it could be some a typo. Um, but uh, And so the best broadcasting duo the Blues have ever had and one of the best uh, the NHL has ever had. Uh, died, maybe the best the NHL has ever had, uh, died on the same day, uh, eight years apart. Um, but so in that game, though, that Dan, that 
uh, Dan and John Kelly were both behind the mic for was interesting because uh, that was the game that the Blues broke the streak in Philadelphia, the winless streak of 34 games. Uh, Bernie Federico scored two goals as the Blues ended that streak, uh, 34-game winless streak. Uh, it was They were 0-31-3 uh, back in the day when we had ties. New kids. I think that was uh, wasn't that Ariz- that was Arizona's record before last night, right? <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> Pretty close. Yep. <laughs> and and the new kids uh, have picked up hockey in the past ten plus years. Uh, used to have ties back in the day, and uh, so the Blues have, were no wins, thirty three losses, and three ties in Philadelphia uh, over since. Uh, let's see, the last prior win was uh, January sixth, nineteen seventy two, which was also notable. And Bill Shaken said he right. knows. Uh, yep. the, the brawl the, game, the into the stands game. Yeah. Yeah. Where the player, yep. player went to the stands and, uh, and the, the uh, beer bottles were thrown. Hidden in the stall. Hidden in the stall, place yeah. with rested blues players. And yeah. So, um, yeah. That was a mess. So, yeah. The, the nice bookends to that, uh, that streak, that first game. That, Speaking uh, of yeah. that game. Uh, and STL Blues history. So I think I mentioned before that we actually live in the same neighborhood. So I see him walking his dog on occasion. And last the other day, I walked out, said hi to him, talked to him. And he told me, he goes, yeah, remember that game in Philly, the, the big brawl game? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I think I might be getting my hands on the full game. Like the, the tape of like everything that led up to it. And then like the actual fight itself. And I'm like, has anyone ever seen that before? And he's like, yeah, if you look on YouTube, it's just the brawl. Like, the brawl's already started yeah, I, from what you can see on YouTube. So, like, we might have access to be able to see, like, what actually led up to it. That's cool. That's awesome. But I had that's interesting. I had heard that the game wasn't broadcast anywhere. He so, says he thinks he I, might have hands on it. Maybe it was a closed circuit He's got thing. the Zapruder film. Because <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, the, right. I think... Well, maybe it was broadcast because there was maybe I, maybe somebody recorded on their iPhone. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. Abraham Lincoln did say, "If you uh, what was the quote? The Abe Lincoln's quote: um, uh, Don't trust everything I you kill see. Vampires. On, don't trust everything you see on the internet." That was Abe Lincoln. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So, just real quick. Um, I'm going to do a ponder here. Just real quick. Um, One more thing. I I actually have I have a, a personal story about that that fits in very well here. So I don't know if I've how much I've told the story. I'm sure I've told it on air before. Um, but in uh, 1981, 82, um, I won a trip uh, as as a five or six year old to go to Philadelphia with the Blues to watch a game at the spectrum and it was it was an amazing i'm pretty sure i've told this story before um you you have my my parents yeah talked about wayne babich hanging out because we got in early and he hung out and you know made sure that my parents got there to get me and yeah weird but awesome um (laughs) but during that trip so we're, we take the bus from the airport to the hotel and I sat right in front of Gus Kyle and I, you know, I was just a kid in awe and talking about whatever, you know, five or six, whatever I was and my, my mouth is just, you know, nonstop running. And, uh, I, I think he was getting tired of it. And I was like, <laughs> you know, we, we, 
we drove over a waterway and I'm like, oh, is that the ocean? Uh, we're on the East Coast. <laughs> He's like, uh, there is water here, but that's not the ocean. So you're like, like yeah, oh, okay, Gus, you can listen to me. I listen to you all game long, every game. You can listen to me for a little right, bit. Yeah. Bus ride. <laughs> you know how much I've heard your damn voice, Gus? <laughs> Time for you to hear mine. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I got to meet him um, during that streak. Uh, when the Blues could not win in Philadelphia. And that night they lost, and Pelly Lindbergh was the first star for the Flyers. Bernie Federico actually had a really good game. Um, lots of shots on goal, but Pelly Lindbergh was uh, impenetrable. So hmm. that, uh, that's what I remember. Um, you know, that was, was that when, uh, when what's her face? I uh, forget her name, Susan something, the anthem singer? Sarandon. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, Kate Smith. Yeah. Kate Smith. Yeah. Kate Smith. Kate wow. Smith. That, was that was close. that was during that time frame. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So you you saw her perform. That's pretty cool. Yep. Was it? Was it name named Bessie Smith? Or was it just Kate Smith? I'm thinking no, Bessie Kate Smith. I think it was just. Kate I, I, I know. I know. Bessie Smith is right. That's she's the blues singer. Made a movie about her a couple years ago. Okay. No. Okay. There's it, Bessie Smith. Blues singer from like Kurt 1920. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, that's Howie Long. Howie. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Howie Long is Kurt Warner's wife. Um, that's right. Anorexic Howie Long. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, to put the streak into perspective, the Blues win the streak in Philadelphia. Brian Sutter, during his t- entire time as a Blue, never won a game in Philadelphia, ever as a player. So I would that- be, I would be really interested to see what his coaching record. Is in Philadelphia because man, what if he never won a game in Philadelphia as a coach? Either? I don't think I don't think he ever did. Well, he coached Chicago for a couple of years and Blues for a couple of years, two years. I don't know. That's a good question. Huh? And uh, some some guy named Craig Berube uh, got a slashing penalty in the uh, in this game as well. In what a dick! Yeah, I hope he never leads the Blues to a cup. <laughs> November 17th, 1968, uh, the St. Louis Blues honor Red Berenson for a six-goal game versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Red received a new station wagon and a canoe <laughs> uh, with a special guest, former St. Louis Eagle Sid Howe, who was the last player with six-goal game. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. It's so funny to see what players were awarded uh, back in the day because Gary Unger, was uh, All Star Game MVP, I believe, right? And he, they gave him a cow. Yeah, a cow. <laughs> you got to think. I mean, a lot of these guys are farm boys in those yeah, days. No, I right? get it. So they probably loved it. I get it, but it's just comical. It's funny now. It's like, oh, you got a a car and a canoe. Maybe he's a huge canoe guy. I guess I don't know. But it's just uh, by the way, Chris Bray says I thought that was the Berenson six goal game that wasn't broadcast in Philly. Ah, uh, that's I think what it he was. might be right. He is right. Yeah, he's yep. right. He is right. Yeah. Good job, Chris. Yeah, that guy gets a gold star. Thank you for your contributions to this week's show. Much mm-hmm. appreciated. Now go away. <laughs> November 17, <laughs> 1997. Al McKinnis scored from center ice with 1.8 seconds remaining in regulation to lead the St. Louis Blues to a 3-2 win versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. I remember this game uh, vividly. I was in my, I was in my car driving. Uh, yelling and screaming when he scored, and the the uh, Ken Wilson countdown, three seconds, two seconds left, a shot, he scored. It was just yeah, amazing. Uh, November seventeenth, nineteen eighty one, the St. Louis Blues versus the Edmonton Oilers. 
81. Gotcha. Okay. Wayne Gretzky scores directly from the faceoff. Uh, there's a video with this uh, tweet on YouTube, uh, on uh, Twitter, and uh, interesting. You can't the the, the picture is not good because it's back from 81 and and it's a little grainy and you can't see what the puck is. But uh, yeah, it's just shot right off the faceoff, and it goes in. Uh, and I've I've done this a couple times uh, playing, um, scored off the faceoff like that. So. Clearly, um, captains clearly. keep that in mind that that Kirk Price is just as good as Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> right. Yep. I can score with a face off. <laughs> Have done it a couple times. Not in about thirty years, yep. but hey. Um, I was going to say this actually just happened in one of my men's league games. Except nobody shot it off the face off. A guy won it back in his defensive zone. Goalie wasn't paying attention. Went right through his legs. Oh. And it was just. That's... He's like, I can't win a face-off more clean. Come on, you got to be ready. I think I've told this story in the show before, though. One of the times I scored right at the face-off was when the other team re- uh, was like late making a change or slow. And, uh, and I, the ref I'm, just got tired yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm lined up, ready. And uh, I turned to him, and they weren't even close. And he's yelling, I'm like, come on, come on, let's go, line up, line up. And they're real slow. And I said, drop it, drop it, drop it. <laughs> just drop it. I'm here, I'm ready. And he dropped it. And they weren't. they were like 15 feet from the face-off the dot. And uh, I just corralled it, shot it. Goalie was looking the other way, and uh, the upper glove, <laughs> and it counted. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's one way to make the other team pissed at the ref. Because yeah, oh, I've, I've oh, had that God. happen too. I would, and yeah. in, in the I, ref's defense, and I think they were everybody just slow does that. If the if the other, if the referee's saying, "Come on, guys, come on," like the other team's always like, "Hey, just drop it, just drop it, just drop yeah, it." Like sure. we all do it. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> And you see that, and that, that's happened in baseball, where the if the the batter uh, is just not getting in the box or is really slow to get back in the box, happened a couple times. The umpire gets in his position and says, "Let's go, throw it," and they threw the pitch and they called it a strike, and uh, with a guy not even in the box, which I don't think is even legal. I want to say one of my favorite things was uh, when I was a kid, Ray Langford was at the plate, and I remember he kept calling time and was pissing the ump off. And he went to call time, like, right before the pitcher threw the ball. And I just – we were sitting, you know, probably eight rows from first baseline. And I remember just hearing the ref or the umpire, loud as possible, just go, nope, not this time. And it was just – I mean, it was a pitch right down the middle that he normally would have smashed. And he was pissed. And I'm like, well, I actually side with the up there because he called yeah. time, like, six times in a row. Like, you yeah. have to bat at some point. Ray Langford was great. He was. He's, he's a great Cardinal. Fantastic. Underrated Cardinal, I think. I don't think people realize mm-hmm. how good he was. Um, November 17th, 1990, the Pure Riverman, coached by Bob Plager, set a new pro hockey record with their 17th consecutive win. November 17th, that is a notable day in Blues history. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of big things happened. Yeah. So... Um, I think, uh, we are going to take a break here and then after the break, we will discuss the, uh, the roster moves that were made this week and, uh, get into the, uh, debacle against Arizona. But uh, right now here's a word from ID life. <laughs> it's safe to say that the burn box from rockin'thatidlife.com provides you with the sugar bustingest, muscle buildingest, mood enhancingest, focus inducingest, energy boostingest. <gasps> experience you not only get the excellent product but you get recipes menu options a tracker and program guide to assist you along your self-betterment journey based on your goals you can double up on slim plus or energy or you can get one of each with flavors such as mixed berry tropical fruit and orange the burn box 
lets you enjoy the weight loss or muscle gain journey along the way. Become a VIP with rockinthatidlife.com and place your burn box on subscription and you'll save 20%. And as always, text the roughest, toughest He-Man stuff as Tom Bray has ever crossed the Rio Grande. And our friend Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. And all of you skunks clear out of here. And go over to rockinthatidlife.com. Uh, Chris Bray uh, in the Facebook chat says that uh, he's drinking 2% milk schnooks brand for his, uh, his, his beverage of the show. So if you were on the show, I'd ask him to, you know, show us his mustache. Yeah, I finally shaved mine today. Your, but yours was I, uh, darker than the milk mustache would be. No, no. I I, uh, I had it going for a while, and I was going to keep it all in November, but I, I realized the Blues, can't, the Blues can't seem to win, and my ice hockey team can't seem to win. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm a superstitious guy. Off goes the mustache. Because hmm. in October, I was winning games. The Blues are winning games. Now, all of a sudden, nope, not happening. Maybe we should switch up the uh, the beer order of the show. Next week. We'll see what happens yeah. this week with the Blues. I think this week yeah, determines we'll yeah. San Jose's game uh, and the games after that. We'll, we'll, this week could be we switch it up. Uh, a number of roster moves were made this uh, past week here uh, with the Blues. On Monday, Brunovich was recalled from Springfield and uh, Joel Hofer, Dakota Joshua, and uh, Callie, Rohanson, uh, Callie Rosen Johansson geez, uh, were assigned to Springfield. Uh, this was the first of a couple moves to free up cap room for Prunovich and uh, the uh, and Sunquist coming off LTIR. Uh, Blues Nation gasped as the uh, much anticipated debut of Prunovich was seemingly about to happen. Um, uh, and I, I can't. I, and it, I, I was just going to say that this was a a move that kind of had to happen as soon as these guys are taken off COVID protocol. You pretty much looked and said, okay, who does not have to clear waivers to be sent down to where we can save some cap space? And it was instant. Those three stand out. It's the right call, especially since Philly Huso's back. Right. And uh, and it's also just made sense because you want to call up Perunovich at this point. Because <clears throat> I know I saw a lot of people, and, and we can get into this later if you guys want, but I saw a lot of people saying what I was saying last week, that uh, they thought that, Callie Rosen looked okay. And I guess in terms of him being so low on the blue depth chart, okay. But I thought he really only got worse as the games went on. I was less and less impressed with him as the games went on. So I, I was very excited to see, okay, send him down, bring up the guy that actually needs to be brought up. Right. I'm with you. I didn't, I was unimpressed with his play. I mean, he was, there, in, a, in a few games, he made some glaring mistakes that cost us goals, um, or, or well, that you know, didn't prevent, didn't help prevent goals. I'll say that. Um, yeah. So, in yeah, I mean, he he's a guy that basically was here, you know, just holding, you know, holding a position since we didn't have Mikola since Krug was out. Um, and yeah, of course, the second that you have the option to replace him with the AHL's leading scorer and your best prospect in several years, you're going to do it. So yeah, super excited to see see him get in the lineup last night. 
it's so fun to see uh, fans get excited about uh, a prospect who hasn't played yet. You know, that's uh, uh, I think I think there was uh, some excitement about uh, Costin for a while, and then he just couldn't crack the lineup, so that kind of fizzled a little bit. Um, but uh, and I think but last time was probably like at this level was I'm gonna guess. I mean, Thomas Thomas was up there a little bit, um, but not like Brunovic was, I don't think. Um, Yeah. Maybe, maybe Tarasenko was the last big one, you know, that people were talking about. Tarasenko. Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, I I said on the S this kind of question on Twitter and um, a lot of people were saying mostly Thomas, but honestly, I don't even, I actually thought Tarasenko myself because I thought, Thomas, it was at the beginning of the season, and, you know, there was so much excitement around the signings that year. You know, the Mm O'Reilly trade, Mm -hmm. the Maroon signing, and I think that there was just so many other things that I feel like he kind of didn't get the fanfare that we've seen. And, yeah, I I think my guess would be the Tarasenko when when he finally came over, and especially with that coming in in the middle of a lockout year. There was a lot of excitement right. about bringing him in. And I, yep. I think the same thing here with how bad the Blues defense has been, seeing their top defensive prospect coming uh, right. right at the moment you kind of need him. Uh, on Tuesday, then uh, Kyle Clifford was traded to Toronto after he cleared waivers. So the Blues traded Clifford uh, for future considerations, which may end up being next to nothing. Who knows? Uh, Clifford has one year left on his contract that carries a $1 million cap hit. Um, honestly, uh, I don't know who didn't see this move coming. Uh, we did, uh, a mile away with Prunovich being, uh, on the verge of being called up and Sunquist uh, coming off LTIR. It just it had to happen. Uh, word is that Clifford was not at all happy with this trade, <laughs> uh, yeah. with his family getting um, settled in St. Louis, his kids in school and stuff. He did not like it. I feel uh, like he kind of had to see this come. Cause I keep saying with James oh, yeah. Neal coming in, it was like, your days are numbered here, Mr. Clifford. Like yeah. you probably should have seen this coming. Go ahead and put your house up for sale. Like, yeah. You're probably not sticking around long, buddy. Yeah. Um, I'll just add two quick things on this. First thing uh, is a great tweet. I got about this um, blues. This is from formerly Al Wyatt, a G F a loop. Uh, he says uh, blues are Owen one since the blockbuster Clifford trade. S- uh y'all's I'm saying. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Blues really missed Kyle Clifford. In this oh, yeah. Game. Mr. Two games played this year. That's really <laughs> yep. different. Um, and then the other thing I'll add is is I actually know, guys, I know what the future considerations is. Oh, what? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, so the next, at the next draft, if uh, Armstrong and Dubas go in for the, um, the, the last bagel, Armstrong gets it. <laughs> yep that's yeah. it that's that's deep it's, inside they, they don't knowledge. like they don't like to tell the the uh, the media that they don't like to tell the fans that but no. but that's exactly what it is yeah i can see why mm-hmm. um clifford wasn't playing he wasn't going to play he honestly didn't play much of a role last season uh i don't i, I don't know how this was a surprise i mean maybe it didn't surprise him but he still didn't like it uh, shouldn't have surprised anybody. He was the first guy to easily go. Um, so, at least you're going to a contender. 
That's that's the yeah. way I look at it. Yeah, and, I, and I can how much see he plays. I don't know. He's got he's got the roots down here. I get that, but you're going to it. And plus, you, you're already familiar with the roster. He was there before he joined the Blues. Uh, you're going to another contending team. So, I mean, again, I I get it. Like you know, people don't think about the human aspect a lot with trades. Like it does suck. I feel bad for him and his family because uh, he signs a two year deal. You expect to stay, but. Um, you know, hey, you're not you're not going to Buffalo. You know, you're not going to uh, Chicago, who's you know a bad place to go to right now for many reasons. You're going to Toronto. Um, maybe you don't get the playing time, but you're going to get the notoriety. You're going to get the interviews. You're going to if that's the kind of thing you want. Uh, I think it's a it was a it was a no brainer for St. Louis. They had to make that move. You think he would have reported in Springfield? <sighs> Mm. I, I, he's only 30, right? 31? Is that what he is? God, is he really that young? Yeah. Uh, yeah he, I, I mean, I, he looks a lot older, but. I think, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he does. <laughs> right. I, I think he would have, I, you know, because of, because of his age, right? He, he's right. not ready to pack it in. And, you know, that, that's why he's pissed about 30, yeah. the trade, right? So, yeah. But, it, you know, he, th- this is the he last reports, year of his contract, but, too. Yeah. Last year on his contract, he's got, I, he, he can't, I mean, he couldn't have expected to be here too long. I mean, I, why, what made him think that we would resign him anyway? You know? So I don't, I don't understand if he was, upset. I mean, that's the, maybe, is maybe, just maybe, higher for some guys, you know? Maybe he wasn't upset, but that's what I heard. So, um, I heard he was upset that he left here without getting to come on Let's Go Blues Radio, <laughs> his, which his, I get. Oh, well, does you still get him? Uh, his kid was um, on the ice for him periods, I think it was, uh, last game um, for the little skate. The Mighty Mites. The Mighty Mites skate, yeah. So his his kid was on the ice for that, yes, last game. <laughs> A little awkward. Um, So the Blues are losers of four straight, 3-0 oh, and 1 uh, with a loss. 0-3 oh, and 1. Uh, oh, yeah, right, 0-3 oh, and 1. Right. You're right. Oh, three and one. Three, oh, and one would be good. <laughs> oh, three and yeah, one. Yeah, that'd be great. Nuts. I would the, love that. It's the opposite of what they did. Kurt uh, is unwilling to accept reality at this right. moment. Right. Yeah. Sue <laughs> me. Uh, four to three loss to Nashville in overtime. A three to two loss to Carolina with a game winning goal scored late. Five to four loss to Edmonton with a game winning goal scored even later. About 28 seconds to go in the game. So, yeah. uh, and then the three to two loss last night or uh, Tuesday night to Arizona in, uh, you know, real quick before yeah. we get into this game. Um, and, and I, I'm looking now and I see, okay. Yeah. You kind of talk a little bit about going into this game, but, uh, Carolina, um, I thought they played okay. Uh, actually I, th- I thought they came out good, uh, especially with Hofer and net. I liked the way that they, they came out from what I saw. um, and then Edmonton, I thought they played pretty well. The The biggest issue with Edmonton was gives, I don't want to say giving up on plays because that's very cliche, but like the, the McDavid goal at the end of the first period. How is he able to just skate in and get that shot off? Pareko just let him step into that shot. And it's just, dude, you got, I don't care how much time's left in the clock because there's what, like 2.5 seconds left? Tie that stick up. Don't let him get that pass. That's a that's a, a defense one oh one. 
that was annoying because I felt like Pareko was just like, well, period's over, you know, and it's just play to the whistle, I, buddy. Like, oh, that kind of play just drives me nuts. I was happy with how they played against Carolina and Edmonton. I didn't have a lot, a lot of, I mean, I, I, I mean, generally speaking, I was happy with the play. I thought you know, there were two very good teams and we just happened to lose late. Just, just got beat. Um, which is, which is why at least want to get one point out of those games. Yeah. But it is what right. it is. I mean, they're very good teams. I, I mean, I thought they played well. I wasn't, I mean, I was disappointed and angry. They lost, but not because of how they played. I was, I was just disappointed. They lost. Um, and you know, a couple of things <clears throat> here and there during the game that could have gone differently that the, or done better to, to, to win, but I think they played really well. Um, which is why to me, it made the game against Arizona last night, Tuesday, just, uh, infuriating um, because they mm-hmm. had played much better against Carolina Edmonton. And you think, okay, they lost against those two teams. They should be pissed. And they need, they, sh- they should steamroll Arizona. And they did the opposite. They, they've been playing to the level of the competition the past few games. And it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's annoying. I, I don't, I, I, and this has been talked about to death. Um, um, everybody has said it. That it was an embarrassing loss, and some people are calling yeah. it like the worst regular season loss in recent memory. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I mean, but it was it was a, it was bad. Um, all things considered, especially since this is the that's, fourth. That's in a row. really hard to quantify. I know it, it is, and it's like, well, there's been. I mean, in recent memory, how far are we going back? Ten years? Because I can find you a lot of loss. I mean, I mean the mid the mid two thousands. Come on, fifteen years ago. Come on, there were some awful losses that we've had back then. So let's yeah. well, and, and let's not go what crazy. What about early 2019? Yeah, they just kept burying the the the. Uh, I'm sorry, I guess it would have been late 2018. Um, they just kept burying themselves further and further down the NHL landscape. And hindsight being 2020, that was a Stanley Cup team that was playing that way. So that was extremely yeah. frustrating. Yeah, well, I I think you can say that it's it's the worst game that they've played this year, right? It just yeah, I'll go with that. There, Oh well, yeah, you know, I think so too. If if you know that that whole recent memory thing, it, that's just a vague statement. Like you said, hard to quantify. But it, the fact is, you know, Arizona was missing a ton of guys, and, yes. and the guys that they're missing, you know, are probably you know, you know, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but we're talking about the Arizona coyotes, right? We're not talking about one of the premier teams in the league. So, you know, it's like, yeah, Christian Fisher, right. He's out of the lineup and it's, it's guys that would be third line players at best in other teams. And they're missing and Arizona, you know, you would think would be missing their quality. Maybe that's it. Maybe they weren't, you know, they've got young guys like, you know, this um, Barrett Hayton, uh, that are getting ice time and, you know, taking advantage of sloppy play. Cause that certainly seems yeah. to be what I saw last night. The, uh, yeah, I, uh, Kurt, I want to get to, you've got a lot of great notes in here and I want you to get to, but I just want to add, um, real quick. If, if, if people called the coyotes an AHL team at the start of the season, the blues played an ECHL team last night with all the injuries that they have, the COVID protocol, the goalies that are out, the right. it just, uh, yeah, there's, right. there's no reason. And again, if you go to overtime and win the game, okay. I'm still like, eh, it shouldn't have taken that long, but at least you got two points out of it. You can't come out of that game with no points. It, te- the team's won one damn game all year and is against Chicago, right? 
Yes, I think so. so um, they've beaten two teams, Chicago and the Blues, who were in first place for a while. Uh, heavy hockey network on the YouTube chat. Uh, thanks for joining us. I, I, I haven't seen that name before. Uh, sorry, did he say Edmonton? I guess he's talking about me. Does he, did he say Edmonton was a very good team? Yeah, Edmonton's a very good team. I mean, they're playing very well. They're very good right now. Regular season, at least right now, they're fantastic. They're second in the conference. They're eleven four and zero. They got like a kick ass power play, and they're they they've the only reason they're not in first Penalty is because kill. Of Anaheim. Anaheim's won eight in a row. That's the only reason they're not in first place in the conference. So, I mean, I don't know, they're one point by Anaheim, who's won eight in a row. So I mean, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, they're they're, they're I really good. regret. I regret trading Trevor Zegras in my uh, fantasy league. Yeah, I feel like he's uh, about Kyle to big Rack year there in Anaheim. Arizona beat the Kraken. Oh, that's that's right. Okay. So wow, so they beat the expansion team who nobody's picking to make the playoffs and the St. Louis Blues. Oh, oh heavy hockey ooh, network is oh, okay. Oilers live. Oh, okay. So he doesn't like the Okay, Oilers. I get I get what he's saying. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right, he's right, not right. he's not commenting on like you making a bad decision. He's gotcha. saying, Hey, look at that. A yeah. blues podcast is calling my team good. Well, they are. They're, I mean, I, I mean, you, especially when <laughs> you see are. him play in great. person. Just yeah. I mean, I mean, not, I mean, you see him play your team. You watch him in, in you know in a little more detail. Um, yeah, no, they look great, and they've uh, scored the most goals in the in the in the conference. And uh, yeah, I, you know, still not sold on the goaltending. No, no, sorry, no, no, no. I, I, and yeah, I agree with you. But we'll see if that holds so, up. I have to ask, right. since he's in the chat, Michael, our friend with, well, Oilers Live, or so I thought, did you go through a name change? Are you now Heavy Hockey Network, or is that even a larger scale thing that you're talking here? Yeah. Because I always tell people to check out Oilers Live, so maybe I need to change that now. Maybe it's the umbrella that Oilers Live is underneath now. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, go ahead, Kurt. You and got some good CEO. <laughs> is he CEO? Mm -hmm. And how do we become part of this uh, Heavy Hockey Network? Um, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess, I, you know, hopefully this was a forgettable game for the Blues, but the, the big story coming into this game was a couple things. So the return of Sunquist, Krug and Huso in the lineup, um, and the anticipated, uh, NHL debut of Prunovich, who I thought played a pretty smooth game, a couple mistakes, um, looked fine, had a couple chances, didn't shoot when he should have one time. Looks like he belongs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Looks like he belongs, looks smooth, I thought. Um, looked uh, uh, Im impressive in what he did, which, I mean, didn't show up on the scoreboard at all. It didn't He got 15 plus minutes or 18 minutes of playing time. So he got a lot of playing time. Uh, like th I think th fourth uh, behind uh, Preco, Krug, and Falk. So, uh, he had one spectacular scoring chance. Mm -hmm. uh, Pucks led to him at the point. He stepped into a good wrist shot, and Wedgwood just made a really good save yeah. on him. Yep, and I think he, he kind of put it uh, in a spot where Wedgwood could make the save too. So, yeah, um, yeah. it was right in the crest. Yep, but, uh, but you know Wedgwood, you know credit due. Wedgwood just claimed off waivers. You know, trying to make a you know stake a claim uh, to to a position you know that's pretty wide open right now with with um, you know the the injury woes that they have in goal. Um, and uh, you know, it, it sucks when you lose a game, you know, but he was pretty motivated. I thought in the game and he was solid. He, put, he was he did. positionally, positionally very well, uh, set for most of the game. He he's played well. If this I remember, season. if I remember correctly, didn't he step in, 
uh, when New Jersey brought him up the first time? Didn't he step mm-hmm. in and play great and like yeah. you know, won his first like five when games Schneider, a very bad yeah, devil when team? Schneider couldn't win a game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's done this before. So, you know, he's proven that he can play some big minutes when they need him. In four games a season, he has uh, now has a 9-4-1 save percentage and a 1.82 GAA after last night's that's ridiculous. win versus the Eagles. Yeah. And on, his, a, his, on a Coyotes yeah. team, that's fucking good. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he well, yeah, three he of played, those were right. three of those were New Jersey, and you know the fact that a guy oh, like that's, right. that's those numbers are available on the waiver wire. <laughs> Anybody that needs goaltending is going to pluck that. So yeah, I mean, yep. let's see. Let me look him up here real quick. Uh, Wedgwood, so game log. Uh, yeah, he has played. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. He's appeared in one, two, three, four, five, seven games. Uh, the first three with New Jersey and the last four with Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so and and the yeah the four games with Arizona he's had uh, those numbers I think. Hmm. So anyway, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's been good. Um, Capo Bianco in only his second game of the season, uh, and he's been in NHL since 2017, but has never played more than nine games in a season. Scores on the power play from the point to put Arizona up one nothing in the first period. I, I I preface that goal with that info because that's kind of a trend <laughs> in this game. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Guys with little play, uh, play uh, experience are, are uh, winning the game mm-hmm. <laughs> against the Blues. Um, two Coyotes uh, players were in the slot on this goal. Uh, Screening Benenson, who never saw it, uh, went by him before he even reacted. Uh, upper glove. Uh, a couple things in this play. Sunquist. Um, has to get a piece of this shot um, from the point. Doesn't block it. Uh, he doesn't go for the fake. He doesn't go for the deke at the, sh- at the point. Capobianco doesn't. He just shoots it straight, and and Sunquist couldn't get there to block it. I felt uh, like Sunquist, and maybe this is a, a timing issue, but with that play, just because he hasn't played in what nine months, um, I feel like with that play, he he played it like Capobianco was going to like toe drag maybe not toe drag, but Deke uh, on his forehand and then take the shot. Like he, he was anticipating a Deke or at least maybe. a stick handle. Maybe. And but, he just completely misread what Capo Bianco was going to do. And this is a power play goal too. So, uh, which was embarrassing because Arizona's power play is terrible. Um, and the blues two for penalty two in this game. Yeah. Two for two in this game, which was awful. I mean, I mean for the, mm-hmm. for the blues to allow, um, also on this play, Falk, I, out of position. He's there's two guys in the slot, uh, uh, blocking, uh, screening, Pennington, and Falk is on the outside of them, almost watching the play. Um, and he's not there trying to clear. He's not there trying to tie up sticks um, or block a shot. Even he's just on the outside of the slot, and uh, the Arizona players are are inside the slot, uh, and the they, they yeah, so that, that was. And, kind of a and on Falk too, was he not the one that turned the puck over trying to clear the puck? That's a good question. I don't know. I didn't I'm pretty know. sure he tried to shoot it out uh, from the faceoff. Might have been. And and it it just was on the ground. I mean, right to the Coyotes defender's stick. And just a bad play all around, like you said. Just yeah. poor coverage. Uh, you know, Bennington, no chance on this, if you ask me. And and it seems like you guys agree. Um, 
it, it, just the kind of kind of play you see against the Coyotes, and you say, "Okay, what the fuck, guys? Go out and yeah. score eight goals now." You yeah, know, that's, like that's, that's you, that's you can't fucked get up. Go out and make up for it. Kairou ties the game up at one to one with a couple minutes to go in the first period. Uh, Krug broke. Krug had a great game. Krug broke up his own entry uh, by the Coyotes and uh, bumps the puck up to Bushnevich at center, who then sends O'Reilly and Kairou in on a two on one. Beautiful reception of the pass by Riley, which was in his skates and kind of kicks it up to his stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, real, real, just like sweeps it up with his with his skate. Just beautiful. Um, and uh, him and Kairou fly in off his own two on one. And O'Reilly gives Kairou a perfect saucer pass. So listen up, kids. Practice your saucer passes. Uh, yeah. I, oh, my God. The saucer was perfect, but I actually thought the pass was a little behind Kairou, and Kairou just cradled it and took the shot perfectly. Yeah. Just and, read it. He read where the puck was going and just said, I can still do this, and got a great shot on. So nothing against O'Reilly. You're right. It's still a – it's so hard to 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 throw out a saucer pass and have it land right before it hits your teammate's mm-hmm. stick. But I actually applaud Kairou too on his reception of the pass mm-hmm. and able to get a shot off quick. Yep, back uh, back door far post um, off uh, back door. Actually, Kairou almost kind of uh, he puts it back into Wedgewood, and it goes off the far post and then comes back along the goal line and then just barely slides across. So that was kind of a, a much closer call on not being a goal than uh, you saw in, in real time because you couldn't see that angle. But uh, yeah, so and, o- and O'Reilly, you, you mentioned the uh, the the way that he does that better than anyone when he gets a pass in his mm-hmm. skates or like mm-hmm. behind him, like even you know like a flip pass that that's waist level when it gets to him. He does that better than anyone. Knock the puck down, settle it, get it to where you can move it again. And I mean, right. he just. He does that so well. It's ridiculous. Again, it's one of those plays as a guy who's played hockey his whole life. I see it, and I'm just like, how the fuck can you do that? It's so impressive. Yeah, and it sucks that we have to talk about a Coyotes goal between the two uh, Blues goals because, I mean, what O'Reilly does on the next one is is impressive as well. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. we have to talk about the Thomas turnover first. Oh. Well, uh, not even just the Thomas turnover, everything that led to that goal. Uh, Barrett Hayton uh, puts Arizona back on top midway through the game after a, an own zone turnover by Thomas. Uh, this was bad. This was a bad. This is a bad look. This looked like uh, you know monkeys fucking a football on on, on the ice. Uh, Krug yeah. and Thomas in the defensive zone. Krug is skating a puck at the boards, gets pinched off by the four checker, and then Krug drops the pack, puck back to Thomas. Uh, I don't know, 15 feet behind him or something. And then uh, say what you want about drop passes coming out of the zone, you know, like him, dislike him, whatever. But at this point on this pick of play, I liked it because the winger, I think it was Falk, uh, there was a four checker between Krug and and Falk. So passing it to his, his, uh, his winger, not a good option. Could get knocked down. Or he could just dump it out. But he's got Thomas behind him, who's wide open. That's a fine play. I have no problem with that. Um, and then Thomas just <laughs> uh, skates up on the puck and just overskates it. Just missed it. And, Muffed uh, it. Yeah. I just, and then uh, Hayton comes in and all takes the puck all on Bennington with, a, with Thomas is draped over his back trying to stop him. But he's, you know, Hayton has position. And, and a penalty uh, right. was going to be called too. Penalty was going to be called uh, right. on Thomas, which which and I and I hated. I hated take, the way Thomas played that too. 
I do too. He should have hold him down. Yeah. Just take, I hated well, the way Bennington get, played. He it. let him get body position. He didn't even like. It's not even. Oh, he overskated the puck, and Hayden was there and was able to come in and capitalize. It was defensively Thomas reacting to the play. Hayden just got all the body position, put himself one on one with Bennington, and, and well, that the none of that should have happened. Yeah, well, I, I mean, in, in Thomas's defense, there Hayden's coming in with speed, and Thomas has to stop and turn around. So Hayden Hayden had speed on him and gets to the puck and he's got position on him. I thought Thomas just uh, hauled him down. I mean, just yeah, do I that. agree. Or slash the stick out of his Right. If you're going to take a penalty, take it fast. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Break Don't let him get close to the goal. <laughs> break his but, break his stick yeah, or, and, or hook him to where the stick flies into the fifth row. Yeah, do something. So yeah, yeah but and it was bad. Oh, I I also thought that Bennington just. Absolute wrong move to go for the poke check on that play. Yeah. And you know, yeah, yeah. It, it when you drop your stick going for a poke check, it was not the right time to do it. And yeah. just exposed them. He tried to get back and do you know the scissor flop and get the the leg up, but yeah, uh, Hayden. I mean, Hayden's a big boy and and had the speed on the play and didn't let his momentum get broken. Um, and you know, it was a nice goal, but total. Way too many breakdowns for the Blues, Bennington included. Yep. So and uh, and before this even happened, to me there was uh, Tarasenko had two drop passes, one in the offensive zone, one in the neutral zone, right to a Coyote player trailing behind him. So it almost makes me wonder if the Coyote player was trailing him, saying saying you know Vladdy drop 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 drop, and he just listened because he did it twice and it was just Vladdy, what the fuck are you doing, man? And and then like like I said I, I said this on Twitter that minute leading up to that goal and and I'm I can say this confidently that was some of the worst Blues hockey I've ever seen I mean they looked like a team that doesn't even belong playing professionally and, and I'm not saying the whole game I'm just saying about a minute leading up there was no communication between the players the drop passes were awful except for uh, I agree with you Kurt the the crew one was fine. It was just Thomas. I don't know what the fuck he did there. That was actually a fine play. Um, and then the body position, the 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 way Thomas played it, Bill, what you said about Bennington with the poke check, everything went wrong on that play, and you know it what? was just awful. You know what? I, okay, so I mean, even even with this drop pass to Thomas and they overskates it and they score, even with that, okay, shit happens. You know, bad plays are going to happen. I mean that. That's not the first time that Thomas is going to overskate a puck in his career and someone's going to score. It's going to happen again. I mean, shit happens. But the thing is that, is that the entire, just their play the entire game was just like maybe not plays quite that bad, but just like at that, in that area of just like, what's going on? Why, why are you guys, if it was just that play and they win four to two or whatever, then it's no big deal. And it's all, oh, you know, bad play. It happens. Shit happens. They overcame and they won, but they couldn't overcome the, the poor play in this game because it was just happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we uh, talk about effort in the first, in the, in the two games against Carolina, Edmonton, and even Nashville. Yeah. Um, I, and they just looked, we didn't see this kind of play. Let's put it like this. Like, yeah, you're going to have breakdowns. It's a 60 minute game. It's going to happen. But this that's poor of a breakdown right. You didn't see that for at least the three games prior. And and I'll say, again, I haven't seen that from this Blues team in a long time. Long time. 
that's why when people say you mentioned that breakdown is going to happen, agree with you, happens every game, happens almost every shift, uh, where something bad happens to somebody, someone makes a mistake, um, at some point. Uh, that's that's why when people say gotta play, and then say a goal, a mistake is made in a shift, and someone scores a goal, and says the game winner, and you know after the game people are complaining, well they played fifty eight minutes, but those two minutes, you know, gotta play a full sixty. I hate that. I hate that so much. It's like it's the most overused and meaningless uh, uh, term that players use it just to just to, to to satisfy reporters. You know, we didn't play a full sixty minutes. What does that mean? That doesn't that that, that that's that's if you're saying that we we need to play more consistent say that uh don't play you gotta play a full 60 because that you're you're implying that that into fans that you know any mistake and you're asking a, a team to play a perfect game and that's just a perfect game has never been played so no. you know where, where no mistakes Except are made at all no turnovers USA no. in 1980 <laughs> what uh the uh <laughs> the basketball in USA. oh that yeah even then even though they all goals not a perfect game yeah that's true. Um, but anyway, so Hayton, Barrett Hayton, um, so scored this goal. Uh, another guy with little NHL experience. Hayton's fourth career goal in 44 career games played, which has spanned three seasons. So uh, with five minutes to go in the second, Krug ties it up 2-2. So you keep thinking, oh, the Blues are coming back. Okay, they're finally going to tie this game, and they're finally going to get momentum, right, and turn this game around. Five minutes to go in the second, uh, Krug ties it up. This goal, and like I said, Krug was uh, number one star for the Blues, I thought, in this game. Um, oh, for sure. Uh, he played a great game. Um, Krug, th- th- this was, and this goal was all Krug, uh, almost all Krug, except for O'Reilly's fantastic pass, which uh, Krug circles well, in his own zone. Go ahead. No, O'Reilly keeping it on side. You know, oh, that, kept, Jeff. That too. Kept it on, kept it on side and, and the pass, too. The pass was another great saucer pass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jeff brought up the point earlier about how 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 great O'Reilly is at corralling passes. In this instance, he had to be had to have that awareness of where the blue line was and keep the skate across the line. Thank God, you know, the NHL has introduced the new rule that it only has plane. to be above the plane; it doesn't have to be on the ice. Right, um, which is what it should have been. The, for the awareness to do years. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, the awareness to do that, and then to you know to make that saucer pass and find Krug backdoor, and again, Wedgwood almost got it. Yeah, uh, on this play in the blue zone, Krug circles in his own zone, makes a perfect pass from the top of the near circle in his own zone between three Arizona players uh, to O'Reilly up at the other blue line far boards where we just talked about he made a great play on the side. So, and Krug outraces everyone up the ice, uh, which seems impossible because all five Coyote players were ahead of him up the ice when he makes that pass. And then he outraces everybody to join O'Reilly on the two-on-one. I don't even know how it's possible. He's at his own zone, top of the circle, makes a nice pass up to O'Reilly at the blue line, and then races up the ice and goes in for the two-on-one with O'Reilly. Where are the Coyote players in this play? They are horrible defense. Horrible not defense. Not skating with the guy they should be skating with. <laughs> they That's what covering it is. It's one of those, anybody. It's one of those plays where Krug what? sees what's developing because he's got such good right. hockey vision, and he knows to just step up and say, okay, I need to fucking skate my ass in the offensive zone. Right. My teammates are. I think they were they changing at the time. The Blues. I could be wrong no, on that. I I don't think so. It, it's well. I I think it was. The, I the, think it was four on four play. It wasn't five on five. I'm pretty sure it was yeah, when um, it, that it, Keller and um, Bushnevich 
or Costin mm. were in the box Either uh, way. for their cross checking. The entire Coyotes team was yeah, he he read it he read it and said I got to step up here and the Coyotes read it as a slow developing play and then before they know it it's oh shit there's two guys yeah. in the offensive zone what the fuck yeah haven't seen Tory Krug skate that fast since. He took down Robert Thomas in yeah, game right. seven. Yeah. Or game, what, what game was it? Game, game, uh, game one. four. No. Game, yeah, game one. That's game that one. was game one. Game one. Yeah. Game one. Yeah. Uh game they lost, which I was in packed to the like sardines at the ballpark village. Literally. I mean it was shoulder to shoulder the whole fucking floor. Anyway. Uh fantastic ever by Krug. Um he deserves an assist on his own goal here, if that's possible. Uh, Absolutely. Both Blues goals in this game came off the rush, uh, which is fun and exciting. But when those are the only kinds of goals you're scoring, that's kind of a problem. So um, with six minutes to go in the game, uh, Hayton, Arizona, gets the uh, game winner on the power play again to make it two for two in the power play. Uh, set up on uh, after Saad taking a terrible tripping penalty. And I know, Jeff, you went off on him on uh, Twitter. For oh, this. God. We we used to last season we talked a couple times about what Coach Ponder would do in certain situations, and this was one of those where uh, Coach Ponder would have uh, told Brandon Sod after that goal was scored, "Come here, yeah, yeah, come here, come here, sit your ass right there and don't move for the rest of the game." I come on, man, like that. The Blues had so much offensive zone pressure before that penalty, mm-hmm. before right. he did that, and then even when the Coyotes get a chance to come out with the puck. You have two defensemen back. You've got your center gliding back to the neutral zone as well. It would have been fine. At the very least, they would have just, you know, I know you're just wanting to keep the puck in the offensive zone. I get that. But it wasn't like a situation like in the uh, the goal we talked about earlier, where it was Robert Thomas just needs to take his ass out and then get the penalty. This was a, okay, Stay on his ass, hound him, and force him to dump the puck in. Don't let him skate into the offensive zone. He played this like there was nobody back. And that drove me fucking insane. Because it's like, be aware. I think, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Krug, who was already back. He was already, like, more at the red line, ready to play this guy and let him try and take him on one-on-two. It's a, and it's an offensive zone penalty. just a stupid, stupid pe- this is worse than a lot of the Perron penalties I saw. Any any, any offense's own penalty. It's uh, just stupid. When you've got pressure and it's high game, late in the third period is a bad a, a tripping penalty. Terrible. Um, if it's accidental, it's one thing. But he stuck his skate out. He stuck his skate out to get a piece yeah. of him, and he tripped him. And it was just like, oh my god, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I get it. It's just a reaction, but you got to control yourself. You can't you can't PK Subban the guy and just stick your stick, stick oh. your skate out. Oh. <laughs> That's a little um, preview for later, folks. Yeah. Um, Foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, so the goal came on a point shot by Ghost of Beer, who was Ghost of Beer. How does that? Ghost of Beer. Ghost Bear. Ghost Bear. Yeah. Ghost Bear. Who, uh, unchallenged. That. Unchallenged shot uh, from the point. Yeah. He had a lane to shoot, yeah. uh, and Hayden outmuscled Falk in front of the net for the tip. Just, uh, I mean, just. Yeah. The, the initial shot Falk made him had a wide bad game. Even. Yeah, the initial shot made him go yeah. wide too. Sorry, Ash yeah. Gibbs, but yeah, Falk had a bad game. I love Falk. I just yeah. he, 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 he a couple yeah. of goals. He he should have played. He should have auto played their two goals. Those two goals a little better. 
Right. Um, and and I'd say that you know it's it's a bad trend that's developing. Giving up those you know, free point shots. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to the Carolina game. Brendan Smith last minute of the game. Nobody on him. No pressure. And yeah. I you know I thought Hofer was a little too deep in his net, but he should have stopped I, that one. He should have. He should have. Near post. Um, that yeah. was a, that was a bit that was a a, a bit um, snaky jakey, um, shaky mm-hmm. jakey oh. back in the net a little too deep. <laughs> Um, You're gonna piss off thirteen percent uh, f- of Blues Nation, the vocal part. Yeah, um, <laughs> s- sorry, thirteen guys who have decked out uh, basements. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Are they on Valley Sports Midwest commercials? <laughs> Half of them are. <laughs> Every time that comes on, my kids, my kids are like, "Hey, it's on again! It's on again!" So funny. <laughs> but yeah, they've they've got to figure that part of the game out. I well, mean, and it's it, not even you, just the. You go back to Kale McCarr doing it to us twice already this year. Yeah. Just you cannot give that up. Well, McCarr yeah, and, in our and defense, and McCarr, McCarr the... uh, deke the shit out of. Uh, well, who was it? Was it? Is it uh, Sod? Who was that at the point? Deke the ever living shit out of him and, and fell down and shot and scored. Who was that? Anyway, yeah, well, I think it was Sod. Pionk too. Right. Well, Pionk and Scandella's dick. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Um, No, it's not even just that. There was a couple chances where Keller, uh, who's been a blues killer, uh, he had a great chance early Mm -hmm. in this game, I think, where he was all alone in front of the net. And luckily, Bennington came up with the save. And I can't remember who the other guy was. There was another chance very kind of later in the game where a guy had, I mean, loads of time in front of the net. They got a pass in front, nobody on him, and it was five on five. And he just was able to deke, try and pull a move. Who the f- – oh, it was Louis Erickson. Yeah, Louis Erickson had a chance where he came in, and really any capable NHL player finds a way to find the time and put the puck past Bennington. But he just ran out of real estate, brought it to the side of the net and couldn't do anything. And it was just – why is Louis Erickson wide open on the side of the fucking net? What are you guys doing? This defense has just been atrocious. Was lately. it? Was it? I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember uh, Bushnevich's chance where he had an open net. Oh, that was that was Arizona, the Arizona game, right? Where he had it on the backhand. And he just uh, totally put it high over the glass, wide open net, near side, near post, but it was an open net. Mm. Okay, maybe it was, maybe it was, maybe it was a different game. Uh, anyway, Hayton uh, gets his uh, fifth goal of his career, second of the game, <laughs> fifth of his career. Uh, so the Blues were essentially beaten by Barrett Hayton and Scott Wedgwood. Sheesh. Uh, by the way, Darcy Kemper just put the puck in his own net. Just want to point that out. Did he? Let me see. Oh, oh, oh. Well, it wasn't a goal. I guess they blew the whistle before, but he literally just like reached back and punched the puck in his own net. But I think they blew the whistle before. There's a minute for I got a minute for it to go in the game. Three two Colorado. That's what I'm at too. Okay. Uh so Arizona was uh, two for two on the power play in this game, and they have one of the league's worst power plays. Our PK has fallen off a cliff since our five and oh start when we were number one overall. I think we're number one overall. One one or two. Um we're twenty yeah, seventh in the NHL since our five and oh start. Our power play is twenty seventh, or I'm sorry, our yeah, our power play is twenty seventh in the NHL. 
Um, oh no, penalty kill is 27th in NHL since our 5-0 start. Allowing seven goals in 27 times shorthanded, which is 74.1%, which is awful. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, I mean, just unacceptable to let that roster beat us in our building. Losses happen to good teams, uh, even bad losses to teams they should beat. But uh, this is four in a row uh, and six of nine, I think. So, uh, And the last of which was a loss to Arizona, which – uh, isn't just bad. It's kind of historically bad, as far as I well, mean. Well, it's and it's, they're, they're, it's they're, Arizona's off to a Arizona's off to a historically bad start, but one of the worst starts yeah. in NHL history. And that's why exactly it's, it's the bad. optics of the situation. Seventy four capitals bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a January game when the Blues have you know gone three and three in their last six games and they lose to Arizona and Arizona maybe had won two of their last four games or whatever. Um, the optics are terrible. You're you're o three and one in your last four games after going five and zero to start the season. By the way, um, Arizona had one win in fourteen games that they had played, uh, and just were getting blown out. Not to mention the Blues made them look pretty bad early in the season. Um, you got a guy who was just claimed off waivers starting in net, uh, and honestly, like. One of your best players, many of your best players, including Justin Falk, uh, David Perron, who has been nowhere to be seen. Yeah, what's going on? And where's his um, one, his one timer? I don't know if they're taken away, but his one timer on the power play is gone. He, I haven't seen that in forever. They yeah, haven't set him up. I'm for not it. seeing anything from him. And I thought O'Reilly's out. Okay, let's just wait till O'Reilly gets back. With O'Reilly back, he hasn't looked any better. I don't know what it is, but. Either way, there's plenty of, of reasons why this looks so much worse than if this was just a random loss. If you're going, and, and again, they lost against some good teams, Carolina and Edmonton, and they put up a good effort. They weren't blown out. So you expect to come in Arizona or against Arizona and at least have a good game, and maybe you just get blown by the goalie who just has an unbelievable game. The Blues didn't overwhelm anyone in this game. There was no... No. Oh my God! This is yeah. one of those games where the goalie stole it. Like he played fine, but the Blues had no reason to lose this game. Blues they played... didn't have the pressure that they had against the two better teams they had just played. If there's any silver lining to this game, is that they played a better third period. They outshot Arizona thirteen to three in the third, uh, but they allowed the only goal, so one goal and three shots. So it's like you know that it's kind of you 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 finally have a, a a period that's better you know improved where you're actually getting some shots. Or, you know, and and holding the team to not a whole lot, and then you give up, you give up a goal. Um, and and like and like you said, Jeff, it was it, it, this was uh, it was a bad game at a bad time, and uh, during a time when they're struggling to beat teams, and so it just amplifies the badness to lose to a really bad team. Uh, we outshot Arizona thirty six twenty three. Didn't feel like it, honestly. Uh, the Blues no. played better than the third, like I said, outshooting Arizona thirty three. Uh, the only goal, Arizona was two for two on the power play. Uh, probably the most disturbing box score stat of the game, I guess, with how bad Arizona's yeah. power play has been. And the Blues were 0 for 3 on the power play, and Arizona has the third worst PK in the NHL. So all kinds of stuff just looks bad in this game. Statistically, is bad. Eye test is bad. Um, everything. Tell you what, I'm hating on Hayden. <laughs> Um, that's my know. commentary for the game. I mean, I, 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 
I, I there's there's I don't think anybody. Well, I won't say that because Blues fans by nature are bipolar, but I think I'm not. I'm probably about eighty percent annoyed at the way they're playing and twenty percent concerned. Um, I, I don't. I, they're they're. I think that they're just going through a funk. Um, they've had some roster turnover with COVID guys, guys on COVID guys injured, uh, a lot of players coming and going. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be an optimist here and I'll say, you know, that's, that's, that screws with chemistry. Um, so maybe once the <clears throat> uh, guys get back from COVID, get some games under the belt, O'Reilly didn't look good for a few games there after he came back. Um, had a good game. I, th- I mean, for the most part, um, against Arizona. Krug and Riley had a pretty good game, but uh, yeah. So maybe that's it. Just going through a funk. Um, <laughs> and so there's there's probably a lot to that. I mean, I mean, th- this is kind of the doldrums of the NHL season. Those early November games, when the reality of hey, this is a fucking eighty-two game schedule. Yeah. This is a long year, and man, we've already lost a lot of people, a lot of man games to COVID and and other things. It's Hopefully it's a blip on the radar, but man, just it's, this is the worst time. I I think leading up to Thanksgiving is, is usually some pretty hard hockey to watch, at least for, um, you know, a lot of the teams I, re- I remember. So what, what uh, your guys thoughts on uh, Scandella? Cause I, the, he started off the game playing with Breco like he has been, and it hasn't been very good. Uh, and, but, you know, at one at some point, one point in the game, Prunovich was playing with Preko, and uh, so he Skandel was taken off that that top pairing. But I, well, so, uh, what what do you want done? What do you want to happen with Scandella? Or or do I want to see him. I want to see him play the game of his life tomorrow night, and then um, the the Blues name him captain for a night. Uh, and that way we get a lot of money for his stick in the uh, in the Ponder <laughs> Cup on Saturday. You don't want to be. That's right, be... folks. We have a you. We have a game used signed Tory or sorry, I wish it was Tory Krug, uh, Marco Scandella uh, stick, which is like the size of it's like from the floor to the ceiling in my basement. So if he were to get uh, waived, no. or <laughs> before, if that happens before the game, I'm I'm gonna rip the blue note off my back. No, I'm kidding. I won't do that. I will understand. But yeah. honestly, I you know, every team needs a whipping boy, right? Now that Sanford's gone, it's definitely Scandella. And I get that. He has not played great. But that's not a guy we I'll picked st- either, I don't think, before the season. We had we had that who's the whipping boy now that uh 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 uh, uh Sanford. Sanford 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 is gone. Uh and I don't think anybody picked uh Scandella. I think it was no, Falk think, uh, or Krug or uh, I think I think we said Krug. Mostly. It was a lot of Krug. I could be wrong. Pareko maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I I think honestly, I don't think he's been that terribly bad. I think he's been okay. Um, you expect to see more from him. I don't like him and on the top the biggest. The, that's the issue. It's the Eric Brewer effect. If you hide Eric Brewer as your sixth defenseman, maybe it's not so bad. But when you're playing him top pairing with Colton Pareko, his problems are going to get amplified. So I love, and we'll get to the the changes we saw in practice today. But uh, yeah, you got to you got to take him off that top pairing. Put him. Don't give him the high pressure minutes. 
play him against second, third, fourth line teams or uh, uh, lines from other teams. And I think you start seeing a lot of those issues disappear from his game. I just don't think he's ready to take on that mantle of being a number two defenseman for this team. Would you put him with Bertuzzo or would you put him with uh, Wallman or Mikola? Third pair. I'd like to see him with Wallman. Personally. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see him with Bertuzzo. For, that doesn't. That doesn't. Uh, I don't like that. That's uh, a slow pair. And and it's a, a pair prone to me making mistakes. Maybe uh, I I, yeah. I I I like Wallman. I think Wallman's the guy I'd like to see re- replace. I, ideally, I'd like to see Wallman and Bertuzzo. That I'd like that better. But yeah. uh, Wallman and Scandella would be fine uh, on the third pairing. That's I don't I don't know why. I mean, I guess I do know why because his salary. You know, you want to play him, but but still. Uh, thoughts on Prunovich uh, uh, in his initial debut? Eighteen twenty-six. In ice time, uh, he got uh, almost uh, one second shy of three minutes on the power play time. He had one shot, one giveaway, was not on the ice to kill any penalties. Um, I talked a bit earlier about uh, looking kind of smooth on that. What do you guys think? Bill? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought he looked like he belonged. I'll, I'll repeat what I said yeah. before. Um, okay. he, he didn't look out of place. Um, you know, he... Uh, I think you give him more time, a um, couple more games, and you'll, you know, we'll start seeing production out of him. Um, I was really hoping, you know, the, the narrative of, you know, he's had a point in every game uh, so far this year. I was hoping that would continue uh, yeah. last night, and it didn't. Um, you know, that that would have been pretty cool. Um, always want, you know, always want the the hot prospects. Um, to you know, get a point at least in their in their first game of the call up. But <clears throat> <laughs> you're right, Kurt. As uh, I I I I'm yeah. wearing the my hockey team sucks shirt, which I broke out uh, in 2019 uh, in January, early. So mm. and I yeah, and so that's so there's that. So are you admitting to hitting the panic button early? No. It, I'm just, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> Can't hurt yeah. to wear it. It's a shirt. <laughs> Why not? You know? So. Um, um, no, I, I actually, uh, I, I think if you talk to a lot of NHL coaches and players you, and you ask them, you know, what was the, the one piece of advice you would give to a hot shot rookie coming in for his first game, I think it would be play the basics. Honestly, and, and I know I've heard that before from, from all sports. Don't go in and expect to make a huge difference in your first game. Um, you need to go in and and just remember the basics of the game. You know, for, for hockey, it's, you know, puck along the boards. You know, you get a chance to, ski, you know, always try to keep the puck at the blue line. You get a chance to ski and take a shot, do it. But don't pinch when you don't feel like you, you know, when you feel like it's a 50-50 puck. And I think he did all those things last night, which – and still had a couple chances uh, offensively. And I thought defensively he was, you know, okay in this defensive zone, but I think that goes along with the Blues defense really not looking great all season. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the way he skated the puck. Again, he he wasn't trying to lead rushes. He was uh, he was getting the puck to the blue line and then finding a forward, getting to the red line and dumping it in. That's what you want to see out of a young defenseman. You know, he's trying to learn the NHL game. It's obviously a lot different from what he's played before. And uh, I just, I love the way he played. I thought he skated well and and read his team well, and he's only going to get better with time. Looking forward to seeing him play tomorrow night against San Jose. Look out, Sharks. That's right. Goal and assist for Prunovich tomorrow night. 
Uh oh. Uh, and adding insult to injury. <laughs> Uh, during the Blues game in St. Louis on Tuesday, uh, dozens of cars were broken into in a nearby lot during the Blues game, uh, a lot that uh, I, that I personally have parked in in the past. Um, KSDK's uh, Frank Cusmano had his car broken into a couple of games ago too. So it's a growing problem in St. Louis uh, recently. Criminals are apparently looking for weapons, which is a problem in itself, to be honest, uh, to break into a handful <laughs> of cars and being able to find guns. <laughs> Just like in every every other car, uh, come on, people, come on, Americans. Uh, don't leave yeah, I thought home. that was a problem a couple of years ago, and there was a company that was like offering um, like a Brinks truck where you could deposit your gun and pick it up after the game. What the? And I, I thought, that, that, man, this is, that a, is this is a fucked up society. That is, that is so messed up. That is so stupid. Yeah, check your gun just here. Leave your weapon like, at home. It's like you know, co- coat checks back in the day, uh, which I don't think are really a thing anymore. Are they coat checks? Maybe they are. Oh, but, they are. Uh, it's like gun checks now. It's like that, that's how prevalent guns are. It's how weird people have gotten. Sorry. Um, maybe just park at Center Ice Brewery and take the shuttle over. Do that instead. Yeah. That's your bet right there. Mm-hmm. Better um, and cheaper. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's cheaper. Gets yeah, you a that, beauty or a beauty out of a label. Yeah. 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 Do it. There Get a go. four pack or and take some beer home with no, you. No, it's great. It's it's honestly great. Again, I haven't done it yet this season. I do plan to do it actually next Saturday. I'm going to the Blues uh, Blue Jackets game, so we'll see. But I know in the past it was you get a beer, you get a ticket to mm-hmm. to get on the uh, the shuttle, and you go to and from the game. Uh, very easy. Park in Midtown, get mm-hmm. a shuttle to the game. They drop you off right at the doors. Get back on the shuttle, head back, have a couple of beers before you go home. Uh, Drive, drink it responsibly. Yes. yes, of course, absolutely. Um, and uh, speaking of Center Ice Brewery, uh, let's uh, let's hear from them, and then we'll get into uh, today's practice and some line changes and uh, an update on Brendan Sh- and Braden Shen. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA their rotating pale ale series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game, or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go blues. Please drink responsibly. Uh, we got a comment in the YouTube chat. Uh, Ken Morris asked, what's the status of Evander Kane with the Sharks? Uh, he was, his suspension was 21 games, and that was a, uh, happened on, what, October 18th, 17th, something like that. So he's got a ways to go yet. Um, it's, he's been suspended about a month, I guess, now. So he's got... Eh, I don't know. Is uh, if Puck Guy fourteen is still in the chat, uh, how many more games does uh, Evander Kane have to sit out? And will he play when he uh, comes back? I guess I'll play him. Right. I was going to say. I, I, I bet I, his answer is hopefully all of them. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly could see them trying to. I mean, I'm I could see their legal team ever since this happened trying to figure a way out of that contract. 
for sure. There's a good chance we never see him in the NHL again, I think. Uh, Brian Roberts says the way they've been playing the Blues uh, past five or so games reminds me of how they've been playing for the past year. Great for like two weeks, then disappearing for a month, going barely 500, uh, rinse and repeat all year. Let's hope that's not the case. Um, Heavy Hockey Network, formerly Oilers Live, says Krug out is such a huge loss for this team. A game back and you can't expect much. I think they'll be on the bounce back. Um, well, I mean, Krug did have a good game. Better than I expected his first yeah. game back. Much better. No, he played great. Yeah. yeah. I, at least offensively. He controlled the play and mm-hmm. uh, obviously had that big goal that we talked about. But, yeah, I, I thought he played fine. Awesome. Ken said, Morris asks, is Kane getting his COVID advice from Joe Rogan? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's ask Aaron Let- Rodgers what he thinks. Oh, God. <laughs> I think uh, I think Vander Kane Packers and, fan, by the way, uh, Vander Kane and Aaron Rodgers need to start a podcast together. <laughs> and and Joe Rogan, you know Joe all, all th- Joe Rogan would listen. All three of them <laughs> get all the crazy in one spot. Uh, yep. Let's see. And Austin Lynch says, "What y'all got against the guy with the basement rink? That was he? Is his is his basement on the commercial too? I didn't. I don't remember." I believe it is. I think is it? it's it's one I of the first. Is. Of course it is. Yeah. It's everywhere. <laughs> he makes sure of that. Well, you might well, not let's have go been on the radio has an advertisement. A years ago. That's true. If you look closely, if you pause the screen, you can see a Let's Go Blues Radio on the <laughs> on it. Uh, on uh the, yes, yeah. Let's Go Blues Radio mm. advertisement. Yeah, it's it's right there in the middle of the the arena. Go ahead look. In the Tell what? me what you find. Right there in the middle of Minner's Arena, there's a oh, Let's Minner's Radio. Is, I thought you meant. Uh, I thought you meant in. Uh, oh, is, is there a sticker in there? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought you like visited and, and snuck a sticker on the wall or something. Come on, man. Oh, no, I've never been I there. I, I'm too I afraid mean, to go in there. He said something about having us there one time, but I've never really didn't follow up on that. Uh, uh, I know Austin Lynch earlier also asked if I'm actually going to pick a winning team. This time around, uh, yeah, Austin. I'll make sure not to pick you. <laughs> Ouch! Yeah, that's right. That's right, wow. fucker. Right there. Right there. Talking Austin. smack to somebody he might wind up drafting. Put. <laughs> I want to be on a. I want to be on a different team than Austin. I want to put him into the boards. That, oh, it, I plan it, on it. I want. I want a goal. I want an assist. I want to put Austin into the boards. That'd be a hat trick for me. I think that was uh, Austin. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I actually played against you last tournament because you always, with six teams, there's one team you don't play. So I, I could be wrong. I might have actually played Austin. I can't remember. I thought you guys did play. Maybe we did. Yeah, we did. That's they beat right. You. We advertised it on the show. They beat. Yeah, you. they did. Well, yeah, because we didn't win a game. And you guaranteed so you're going to win. That was that was bad. <laughs> that was a really bad look there. <laughs> Any guarantees this time? <laughs> I guarantee that if you come, you'll have a great time. Aw. <laughs> That's a given. Of course. Uh, today's Blues practice was more intense than usual and not surprising. Uh, also, uh, Bruby made some line changes in practice today, uh, putting Krug with Pareko and Brunovich with Falk. So I didn't get the uh, the third pairing. I didn't. Uh... Did Bortuzzo beat the shit out of Scandella? <laughs> uh Tori Krug uh, after the in the post game press conference said I thought at times we worked hard and we did the job. I thought at times we just played stupid. 
We've just got to go out there and stick to what makes us a good team. And I think more often than not, we're going to beat the team that lines up across from us. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, I, uh, he's not wrong at times they play stupid. I, I didn't think, and he says that I, I thought at times we worked hard and we did the job. I think they're always, I think for the most part, they always work hard. I just think sometimes their, their mind isn't in it. I, I that, and it's, you know, I, that it's like, they're just not thinking. Well, it's it's definitely a mental thing, which is I'm sure if you listen to any sports talk radio today, you probably heard that. And it's it's but it, it there is some truth to it. It's you know when you're playing against a team like Carolina Edmonton, it's like, okay, guys, balls to the wall all night. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. And yeah, they're gonna say the same thing against Arizona, but you're not thinking it. It's a you're looking at it as. Okay, guys, we have every right to win this game. We've got to win. We're the better team. Uh, we have the better roster, and uh, we're on home ice. I mean, everything's in our favor. We just got to bring it and 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 do it. But you just you still make terrible decisions here and there. I mean, again, the 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 first Hayden goal, uh, the the penalty on Sod. I just don't think those plays happen against better teams you're mentally just not in the same place you are when you're playing a top NHL team. I think they should be extremely pissed uh, tomorrow against uh, San Jose. I think, uh, you know, they, 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 I mean, it's quite possible, you know, having, you know, having good efforts against Carolina and Edmonton just coming up short. Uh, they should have blown the doors off of Arizona in frustration and they didn't. And that's embarrassing. They got embarrassed and people are, I mean, when, when you have sports reporters, uh, talking about how how bad that loss was and how embarrassing it was, and they should be ashamed of how they played. Um, if the Blues don't come out with a good effort, I, th- that's why you know this game against San Jose. Um, I mean, it's it's still fairly early in the season. You know, you can't really say it's it's hugely important, but I think I think it's important as any early season game is going to be for any team. It's 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 the Blues need to show something uh, tomorrow night. Um, if they don't respond tomorrow night with with a really good effort, I think mean, if they don't win, they don't win. But they they got to play some good hockey tomorrow. And if they if they don't play good tomorrow, play well tomorrow, uh, you're I mean, there there's going to be some pissed off uh, fans more so than they are, and pissed off. There's going to be talk. There's going to be talk of trade this guy, trade that guy, fire Bruby. Um, it's going to get bad. So I, I and think- that that's. That's where my point is with this is I think it's important for the coach. Like if you want your coach to stick around and I'm not saying they would fire him after tomorrow, but I think tomorrow if they lose, that's where the conversation starts for, for Mm -hmm. Doug Armstrong is five game losing streak. uh, After going five and zero to start the season, they have not responded to some bad losses. Well, to one bad loss against Arizona, maybe a bad loss tomorrow night. They're not responding. I probably need to start at least considering the possibility that I might have to fire Craig. Like I, I think that's where that starts tomorrow night if they don't come out with a good effort. And I think uh, I, I would not disagree with you. I think and where that would start, then you got to look at okay, they're looking at it game by game now, and it's like okay, so it starts tomorrow, and then half a dozen games they're still playing this way. Then he might get canned, and then we're about at twenty games, right? Ish. Yeah. So, and I think I think uh, we talked about in our preseason show 
uh, our season preview show about, you know, uh, we'll see where this team is. People were asking about, you know, do the Blues have to have a, a really good season for Bruby to keep his job? And I, I thought, well, you know, uh, I think you ha- it's not going to be real early in the season. I think you have to see where the team is at 20 games. And, and then, and then you, and you go from there. You say, okay, well, then where are we at with this team and, and this coach? So we'll see. Right. And I mean, it was right about that time. Uh, the decision was made on uh, yo, right. It was, it was this time of the year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mid yeah. to late November. I think Ruby's going to do something, uh, you know, to try to change that thought process. I, I would love to see him, uh, make a make a really uh, you know make a good player pissed off by scratching him. I thought after that game the other night that the next the correct next step would be scratch somebody or demote them and give them shit minutes in the next game and piss try to get them pissed off and come back. Um, and then if that if the team's not responding to those kind of tactics, then we're in the territory of uh, you know. He's starting to get on the hot seat. Are you guys? Uh, you know who I think that person should be. <clears throat> Long Brandon pause. Sod. Scandella. Oh, Brandon Sod. You think so? I yeah. I mean, because because he started off great. Yeah. With this team, I thought, and then yes, he had the COVID, penalty, and then he has done anything. The penalty magnified. Well, I thought when he came back, he looked. Uh, fine. He was. He didn't he score. First game back. Uh, I think he, he scored have. his first game back. Yeah, yeah right, but either right. way, like I thought he looked fine. And I think overall he's still been a great signing for the Blues, but I'd say the past three games, I he's just been unnoticeable on the ice. And when he well, was noticeable was when he, he took a terrible penalty. So I'd say that guy yeah. has, has to at this point be Brandon Sod. See, I I was gonna suggest um either Kairu or Thomas. Kyrou's still potting goals, so it's that would be a really, really hard decision. But he's also making some really bad passes um, and a lot of neutral zone turnovers, just you know, on on you know, just incomplete plays. Uh, and then Thomas, obviously, you know, the the glaring turnover and bad response that led to the Hayton goal um, puts him in the crosshairs, but. You know, I, I, I love Kyrou, um, but it's – and he does – and he's leading the team in scoring it. Uh, but I uh, still, he – and it, I know it's part of his game, but he overhandles the puck. And I've, I mean, how many times – I mean, for as many chances as he gets, he loses the handle on the puck on just as many. You know, and I think – Right. I think he needs to uh, – you know, have softer hand. I, I don't know. I don't work on uh, not overhandling the puck quite as much. I know that's his game. He's a he's a he can stick handle around a, a fire hydrant in a phone booth. But I think uh, if he can just work on, on on getting a percentage of those shots on net as opposed to losing the handle, uh, I think uh, he'd be in a better shape. And I I agree with you on his on his on his passing. He's just just shoot. I mean, you're a shooter. Shoot the puck. Yeah, I will say that. Uh... And this is going to sound really negative coming from me for those who have listened to the show for a while. Uh, he reminds me of a more skilled Jaden Schwartz. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that in a negative way because I think he has the skill that just 
elevates him against defense, you know, like any defense in the NHL except your top, top, top tier guys. But yeah, it's that overhandling with shorts that drove me nuts in the offensive zone. It was, man, eventually you've got to, you've got to slide it over to a teammate. You've got to get it on net, just whip it there. And he never did. But with Cairo, it's, it's similar, but it's like, he'll get open. He'll find space. He'll stick handle through a phone booth, but then he makes that one extra move. It's like, you should have just put it on net. And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's not a goal, but at least it's a juicy rebound that would pop out. And I just, I, I feel like he's always, and this is going to sound uh, silly to anybody who uh, doesn't follow the game religiously like we do. He's always shooting to score. And that. Mm-hmm can't Mm -hmm. always be the case every now and then you just need to shoot to hope for a rebound shoot to surprise the goalie far pad hope for something crazy yeah pass off pad whatever it is yeah like and and i feel like he doesn't do that and i hope because he's still young that he develops into a player that knows when to do that because every now and then he can do it, and if he's on the line with a guy like James Neal or Tarasenko or whoever, they're going to know to go to the net and expect, okay, he's going to give me a pass-off pad, and I'm going to fucking put it right between the goalie's legs. You guys uh, watching the Kings and the Capitals at all? Yes, ma'am. Uh, so the Kings are going with the uh, Vegas Knights-style shiny-ass helmets? Leads. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I'm it afraid Twitter. that's going to be a new thing. On. Oh, it's so bad. It's so. I'm afraid that's going to be a new thing in the NHL. It's like it's like it's like we're watching. Uh, it's like uh, a really bad futuristic hockey movie from the '80s, and they give them like uh, yeah. you know, chrome plated helmets. Yeah, uh, or, or maybe the it should have Drax Technologies uh, destroyers are are facing Brett Hall in 2094. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the no, or the it, or the uh, the uh, the white and black uh, what armor in Strange Brew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, those uh, those. Uh, uh, metallic helmets should have died with uh, the CP C3PO look that uh, you know was properly ascribed to the Vegas Golden Knights when they first busted those out. They look just this don't terrible. Do it. The silver ones they they look like a bunch of salt and pepper shakers skating on the ice. Just silver. Well, and the lids. Kings drive me fucking crazy with their jerseys. Like I like these their jersey now. For, for those that that aren't. Watching, uh, they're the uh, they're wearing the old like '90s jerseys with the 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 Gretzky's. Yeah, everyone knows them as black and silver. Yeah, yeah, black silver. But man, give me purple and yellow. No, give me fucking no, no. Look over my shoulder here, folks. You can see it there, right? Yes. No. I want color on jerseys. I want color. Everybody's got color. These are the best jerseys they've ever had. Oh, fuck that. I'm so tired of seeing white and black anytime I watch the Kings. Nope. They have had purple and yellow forever for the past how many years? And they were awesome. No, and they have purple and black. No, those are awful too. Purple, black, and silver. Those are bad. Purple and black I didn't like, but the The, purple and yellow. Give me those all day. uh, These with the the Chevy uh, uh, Kings logo on the chest. Uh, give me that. No. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's it's not bad. 
But yeah, purple, purple, purple yellow. And yellow. Give me that yeah. all day. I get that it's royalty colors. Yeah. Nah, I don't like it on a, on, a, on a hockey jersey. Not me. Yeah, the the Marcel Dion. I, I don't know. You the know, jersey's I'm, too. I'm the logo's partial. too complicated. Yeah, no, I'm I'm partial to it uh, because you know that my uh, my JV years at CBC we wore those. Uh, okay, that's what we wore. But you didn't have the crown on the chest. No, you had the no. We had the yeah. CBC. Man, logo, See, uh, and the color. Okay, Bill the, and the color scheme. Bill in the in the uh, purple and yellow is. Uh, that's that's making me go from six from six to midnight, man. The the cu- the purple and yellow uh, scheme. Oh, oh, he's going. He's, <laughs> he's gonna, gonna go get his jersey, folks. The, the purple and yellow scheme. I don't. I don't have as much a problem with. But when you combine it with that crown logo, I think it looks. I, I don't. I don't like it at all. It's too. I too, love it. The crown I logo is it. way too detailed for a hockey logo. Too much going give on. Give me. Give me a home jersey. <laughs> oh, with look the at jacket. this guy. <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo. He's even got his name on it. Yeah, awesome. That is beautiful. I'm going to have to screenshot that, Bill, and make sure we post that on Twitter. Nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was was going to say that a little warm. Yeah, a little bit right now in St. Louis, unfortunately. But, uh, man, I I love that look. And give me a home jersey that's purple and an away jersey that's yellow. Give me that. Mm-hmm. I say yellow, yeah, but that's, it's, it's technically gold, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Purple and gold. Anyway. That's what we had. Anyway, uh, injury update on Braden Shen uh, from Ruby today. He was asked, and now he says there's no timeline on Shen, which is odd because uh, they were saying he was pretty much day-to-day. Like yeah, four it's, or five days it's a ago. concussion. Yeah. It's a concussion. So that's right. uh, it's, mildly concerning. Yeah, when when uh, your timeline changes like that, it's the brain, right? It's not predictable. That makes sense. I because I, I thought it was like a shoulder injury at first, but I guess that would make sense. <clears throat> well, and and when you see it, like and and, and for anyone, have either of you guys ever had a concussion before? I think I did one. I definitely did. Thanks, Kurt. We've told the story many, <laughs> oh, yeah. many times. Yeah. Oh man, I feel bad about that. I still feel bad. Now, I, uh, uh, I've had, I've, well, two mild, one pretty serious. I think in my day, uh, which you know, people tell me like, you still play hockey? Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dumbass. Um, but they all came on, or, you know, early on in my teens and early twenties, and um, when your brain was still developing, it, so you're okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so it's fine. Um, but no, I. Uh, it's funny because it, it's just weird because you'll literally. It, it reminds me when I had COVID because there was like I would have a day break from my fever and acheness and I'd feel great and I'd be like, oh man, I feel great. I, I'm clearly better. And the next day I'd be bedridden again. And it it was the same with the concussion. Like I'd be groggy. I'd be have a terrible headache. I couldn't see straight. And then one day I'd wake up and I'd feel great. And I would just, I'd go for a run. You know, I would go lift weights and I'd be fine. Next day, boom, it's back. Mm. And it's just, I couldn't, I couldn't move without feeling dizzy. And, you know, I would have a headache. And, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's what happened here, right? Like all of a sudden he was better. He's going to be back soon. We're expecting him back, maybe even against Arizona. And then all of a sudden it's, a eh, there's no timetable here. 
Yeah. And and I think that 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 has to be what it is. So they were probably ramping up workouts and then they had a setback. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, some comments in the YouTube chat, um, div by zero says, thanks guys. Got to run, but love the blues talk again. Appreciate all you do. That's what he appreciates about you. Um, Brian Roberts says blues is a team overhandle the puck. Got to make that one extra pass. I will buy, I will buy that. I, I, uh, they do overhandle. I think the only person that really is allowed to overhandle the puck, um, maybe Thomas, um, because I just think he's so good with it. I don't want to. I don't want to like well, uh, a squelch his uh, his creativity. I like it. Well, and he's he's a passer, right? He's a guy that like he's going. You know, he's going to move the puck the minute he sees an opportunity to. With Kairu, it's I'm waiting for the perfect shot, and a lot of times that just doesn't happen. So you can't expect it to happen. I think with Thomas, we saw it last game. There was a there was a play where he had the puck. He was stick handling, moving in circles, and then all of a sudden you see him just whip it in front of the net. And I think it was—I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Bozak or Kairu, and they just clearly were not expecting it, and it ended up just not even being a scoring chance. But like, had it been a guy who's expecting a pass at all times from Teres or from um, from Thomas, maybe a Tarasenko, maybe a, maybe even a Kairu, they whip it right on net. So yeah, I. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I give him leeway when I see Thomas do it. Hmm. Yeah, it was Barbershop. It was Barbershop that got surprised. Barbershop. Yeah, yes, that's yes, right. Yes. Yeah, yep. it, and and Thomas is Thomas is probably the uh, the one guy that you know since Craig Janney, right? That you know he's not going to shoot the puck. It's going to be a pass. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that's, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully he balances that out and shoots a little bit more. We, but. yeah, we, we said that all, we said that all the time with, uh, Gianni and it's like, Oh, hopefully, oh, he, 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 if he could just shoot a few more times, you know, shoot like right. 20% of the time, he, he would, it would uh, help his, uh, increase his chances of his passes going through because people are expecting, Oh, maybe he's going to shoot instead. Yeah, I, I remember Janney had a great breakaway goal against Chicago. Um, one of the, the best shoulder head deeks that I've ever seen. And I still wouldn't have been surprised had he made a drop pass on the play. I saw him make a drop <laughs> pass on a breakaway. I did. He did it one time. Uh, Matt Harris says, I hate the Vegas helmets, but love the Kings ones with that specific jersey. I don't, I don't, mm. I don't like, I don't like, uh, I don't know. I just don't I, like it. Not me. It's a weird look. It's distracting to me. Give me like give it. me matte helmets over that chrome look any day. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Let's see. Ken Morris says I thought Jaden Schwartz fell down too much. Yes. Um, he also said when I looked over Jeff's shoulder, I see a vintage typewriter. Yep. That's true. It's right there. You got to read my I, response. Uh, to I saw that, it's coming up. <laughs> yeah, Bill, I. Uh, true story. I the typewriter over Jeff's shoulder was used by none other than Dickie Dunn. Yeah, and uh, I just use it to capture the. Um, uh, ah. Capture, capture the spirit the, of the thing. Spirit of the thing. Damn it! Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, I yes, I have an affinity for. Um, Vintage typewriters. So that's why you see that over there. As a as a former uh, journalist myself, that is uh, that is why. Matt Harris said the uh, Gretzky era Kings jerseys are my favorite Kings jersey. Wish they'd 
be the main jersey with the purple and yellow crown for the third. Hmm. I'd, I'd dig that. Uh, I'm, Just don't I'm bring back the Burger King. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Who would do that? The Blues would do that. That's who would do that. The Blues would do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. This uh, There's like 10% of our crowd that just loves this jersey. So let's fucking tout it around town and make people buy it. And the vocal 10% make it seem like more people love it. And then yeah. people wonder what the fuck's wrong with Blues fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, next up for the Blues versus uh, San Jose Thursday night in St. Louis. Um don't bring your gun if you're going to the game. Leave it at home. <sighs> if 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 criminals weren't finding guns in cars, they wouldn't be breaking into cars to get guns. Leave your guns at home, people. Jesus. Uh, San Jose is coming off a four to one win versus Minnesota on Tuesday. Still pretty in the season, but uh, yeah, like I said, big game. I think for the Blues uh, today, uh, tomorrow, uh, or well, if you're listening to the podcast, almost today, tonight, yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you're listening to the podcast on Friday, it last was yesterday. Night. Yeah, hopefully we're talking about a big. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying a big four to one Blues win. Yep, and you're like, oh, these idiots have no idea what's coming. <laughs> oh, <Well>, right. <laughs> uh, the last time we had a regulation win was seven games ago. That sucks. <laughs> That's uh, a long five, time. Yep. A five to three win versus San Jose. So. Apparently they are. They're gonna. God, I was still a virgin seven games ago. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues have eighteen points and drop to fourth in the division, three points behind first place Winnipeg, and are in the first wild card spot, tied in points with LA and Vegas, uh, and one point ahead of San Jose, who we play uh, Thursday. Um, Colorado, who many picked to win the division, is in twelfth place in the conference, which makes me smile. Uh, but have outscored their opponents thirteen to two in their past two games, maybe. They found their groove and will start moving the standings. Uh, they're playing Vancouver. They beat Vancouver tonight, so that's uh, another two. They're points in eleventh, by the way. Now they are. Now they are. With, yeah, right. with that win over Vancouver, they have fifteen points, two behind uh, San Jose, with two less games played. Yep. And uh, so, and they're, they they beat Vancouver seven to one last Thursday and beat them tonight too. So the Blues need to start getting some points, or else Colorado is going to slip by him in the standings and maybe yep. never look back. So, it, you know, and when Colorado was struggling, yeah, we were playing well, but it would have been nice over the past six games to get a few points to, I don't know, points yeah. in the bank. Well, right? and and I hate to say it, guys, but don't look now, but the Chicago Blackhawks fired Jeremy Colleton. All of a sudden they know how to win games. They're only six points behind the Blues now. Mm-hmm. Early in the season, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. So, not saying it's going to happen. I still think Chicago is going to be uh, some bottom feeders in the Western Conference, but yeah. man, you you can't let yourself drop too far. And gonna I know, happen. I know, fans will say, "Well, it happened in 2019, and look what happened." I but hate you that. can never expect that to That's, happen ever. That had never happened before. <laughs> yeah, and, you can't and, expect it to be like, "Oh, it, it could happen again." I don't think it's going to happen again in, in our lifetimes, no, personally, it's, it's so rare. for anyone. You can't say, oh, it happened in 2019. Yeah, it did happen before, but it's so rare. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. just fall back on that. Uh, but, you know, we will have Major Cody eat if the Blackhawks do finish ahead of the Blues in the standings. And Oh, yeah. I mean, that can't happen. I'll be mad. I'll be very angry. 
Oh, uh, let's just put it like this: there better be a fire sale in the front office if that happens. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from the NHL, real quick. Uh, PK Subban on Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay is done for the season after injuring his knee in an incident involving PK Subban on the wall on the boards. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, Subban kind of drags a skate a little bit and knocks skates with the uh, Blay. Anyway, uh, if you've seen it, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, take a peek and I don't know, guys. Dirty player, no. It's, this kind of stuff has followed Subban around. Well, He's before we ask. Before we answer, did you guys see Tim Peel's response? Yes. He yeah. he he basically covered for Subban and said, I know him personally. He's I've talked to him about this, and he says it's something that's crept into his game, but he's not out there looking to hurt anybody. Um, and and I don't think that has anything to do with anything. Uh, no. I thought that was a very interesting response. Yeah. Yeah, if it's crept into your game and you know it's crept into your yeah. game – you have to be conscious about getting it out. Right. And I'm not saying that he is out there trying to hurt people. I don't no. necessarily think he is at all. But I think that if his style of play is to stick out your skate to get a piece of a player, um, that's that's a horrible play. I mean, that's that you should never be – somebody's got to say knock that shit off, um, and he should know better. And Because uh, he just wants to get a piece of a guy, and he has – he has slew-footed a number of people. He ended Sammy yeah, Blay's yeah. season, sent him on the boards awkwardly in his knee bent, Goofy. Um, you can't do that shit. Um, I don't uh, – and, and and he did intentionally, I think, uh, knock skates with Sammy Blay on that play. He did. He did a little bit. Yep. He stuck his skate a little bit um, to make that happen. So I I don't think that was that was incidental at all. So which, No, I, I, I'll just add that I think that um, – how much of Tom Wilson's game do you think he does before he realizes he's doing it? That's not an excuse. But he did that with say, Nashville. Well, it crept too. it crept into his game. You know, no, mm. that's that's not acceptable. It's um and and this is also a situation where I feel like should there be a suspension? I'm going to say no, but I feel like the next time the Rangers play the the Devils. Someone needs to kick PK Subban's ass. This is a situation where I think I, I, maybe it happened later in the game. I didn't see it. I'm pretty sure it didn't. But I think that's a play where the Rangers see this um, and they say, "All right, we got to take matters in our own hands because the NHL is not going to suspend him. He's not even going to get a fine. Let's uh, let's just kick his ass next game." Unfortunately, that's just how the game is, and it will always be. Uh, that, and I think that's just that's all that's that needs a, to happen here. That's a good question. Uh, is this a suspendable? Do you think this is a suspendable play? And while I think I agree with you, Jeff, I don't like it. Although I don't like it as a suspendable play, but although um, he has a history of this, this yeah. kind of thing. So I think that I mean, if you factor in the fact that he keeps doing this, keeps sticking out his skate to slew foot. Uh, or to send, you know, to trip people, um, dangerous. And I, I don't, I don't, I get I, on this particular play. I, I, if he were to get suspended for it, I think that wow, that's that's ticky tack bad. But, but when you got a history of it, then that I don't know. It, that's that's an interesting because it's really it doesn't look like a whole lot of full speed. It looks like two guys just kind of bump skates and one guy goes down and gets hurt. But you slow it down, you see he sticks a skate out. So it's like, 
I don't know. I want to call it dirty, but dirty impl- dirty kind of implies that you wanted to injure somebody or you wanted to do what you did. Um, and I don't think he really wanted to hurt the player. It's just the way he plays. So it's, it's a fine line there. So I think Tim Peel is is right, but I don't think that excuses his play at all. Hmm. So uh, Staples Center in L.A. was renamed to the Crypto.com Arena, believed to be the largest U.S. revenue naming rights deal to date, 20 years for $700 million. Um, that's a lot. <clears throat> But it's not that much in Bitcoin. Is that what they paid in? <laughs> I I assume it's what's it's what's, 11, what's one Bitcoin it, like sixty some thousand dollars something. So it's it would be eleven thousand five hundred thirty six point six two bitcoins according to where the market was right before the show. So what what is a Bitcoin worth right now? What's that? Oh, I don't even. I, I'm not doing math right now. I can't do that. Eleven thousand. Oh, come on. Seven hundred million divided by eleven thousand. I don't know. Um. Yeah. That's uh seventeen pesos. <laughs> Yen. No, I want in euros. I want in euros. <laughs> Deutschmarks, please. Deutschmarks. There you go. That's the way to do it. Wampum. I want in a wampum. Looks like Bill's calculator. Yeah, so a thousand dollars is 0.02 bitcoin right now so, oh wow yeah it's it's oh like 20 grand oh okay or, no was, 200 grand i was gonna say uh so my grand. 60 grand was way off man yeah but, but remember that remember that uh uh, uh years ago uh, there was like a, a, a three prizes for i forgot what the contest was one person won like a big prize. Another person won like, in second place. Won uh, a step down, and the third prize at the time was not much. It was five bitcoin or, or two bitcoin, something like that. And today, that's you know that was like ten times what the first place prize would if they held onto it. So interesting. I don't understand any of it. I don't either. Uh, and I, 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 I feel really... like it's something I need to try and learn, but I just have no patience. I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't have a really good reason to get into it. I don't. I'm not involved in it uh, at all. I don't. I people like will mine Bitcoin in their basement with some with some servers and computers and things. I'm like, oh, does that work? What are you doing? How do, why, can't you just buy Bitcoin? How do you mine? What is mining Bitcoin? I have so many questions, and I think <laughs> yeah. it's confusing. I don't know why. Did, why did the mine Bitcoin? Can't you just buy it? I don't know. If you would like you to can, send Let's but... Go Blues Radio some Bitcoin, <laughs> uh, I think you can do that at RadioLet'sGoBlues.com, right? <laughs> can you email Bitcoin? Uh, Do- I guess that's my question. Is Dogecoin still a thing? Didn't that, didn't that uh, tank? Dogecoin? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Start our own. Brian Roberts corrects us. Bitcoin is 60K a coin. How? Okay. Well, if he's right, then uh, I was right. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I was. Uh, I just I just Googled it because, yeah, I, I don't get it myself. So. Ken Morris is a currency back by no nation. It is a hmm. very wonky thing, or a very wonkish thing to get and understand it. I, yeah, I don't. I don't have the time or capacity mentally at this point in my life for it. So, which is probably a detriment to me. It irritates me because I tried to understand it. I tried to like actually 
read up on it one time. Just, okay, I'm going to understand Bitcoin. I'm gonna, and I read up on it. I'm like, I still have no fucking idea how it works. Yeah, I did, I did the exact <laughs> same. same thing. I remember when it first yep. came, like, started really getting, like, big. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, there's this Forbes article, like, everything you need to know about Bitcoin. And I read it, and I, like, stopped halfway through, and I'm like, I don't think I kept anything I just read. I didn't retain any knowledge <laughs> of what I just read. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that, that could be our, our next motto. Let's go Blues Radio. Don't ask us about Bitcoin. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. We don't have a clue. Or too dumb to understand Bitcoin. I'm going to bet you that uh, 99% of the world does not understand Bitcoin. Very few. I'm 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 going to bet, I guess. Don't look now, but the Blackhawks are up 3 nothing, and now they're only up 3-2 with 149 left on the Kraken. Mm. Jaden Schwartz, Vince Dunn. It's, it's time to go to work, buddies. Mm-hmm. I got the Kings and Caps game on. Is the the uh, Kraken and the uh, Hawks on ESPN? TNT. TNT, okay. That's the TNT game. TNT tonight. Okay. Um, I'll just add one more thing for the show tonight. One more thing, guys. Mm. Uh, the McDavid goal against the Rangers. Mm. That was something to behold. It was uh, not that unlike Tarasenko's goal against the Rangers uh, no. a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And which made Martin Buran de- retire after the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, McDavid's yeah, goal was a, a thing of beauty. Um, the guy's amazing. And I, I don't know if you guys saw, there's a great, I, I, I should probably retweet it. I saw a great tweet where um, it was the... Uh, the it was the, the play, but it was like Mario getting um, uh, like the super, and you know the dun 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 dun, and so it was like flashing with McDavid star power, yeah, and like it just shows him like getting untouched and weaving through, and then it like showed like the you know the Mario mushroom at the end, fantastic, great stuff. There's some great shit on the internet. Some people use it for good. Love the internet. That that's what makes the internet awesome. Stuff like that. Yep. That and let's go blues radio. Yes. Who needs news? You know, mm-hmm. Learning information. Who needs that stuff? Fuck that. Yeah. Overrated. Right. We'll wrap it up. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com. And get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-383-8745. And tell him Let's Go Blues Radio Center. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today. Just because there's no contact curbs I pick up as Bill holds up his hop shelf can. Uh, or to make a reservation in their tavern, located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis. It's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 10 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's get better, Blues. (laughs) Win a fucking game. Let's go, Blues. Boom.
Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.